You are listening to Thursday Nights, Season 4, Episode 50. Of the bloody sword, Drustin, Scrimcorn, Oilvane, and Bearjaw find themselves waiting for Mock. We find ourselves waiting. And Baron to return. What are you all doing this evening? This is in the town of Settlestone, run by the barbarians of Icewind Dale. What are the carousing rules? Oh, oh, oh. you gonna carouse? We don't. We haven't done it in a while. Without Mock? Well, listen. He's gonna be so hurt. He chose to go do his little. And let's be honest. Without Eric, club. he's gonna be so hurt. Uh, speaking of which, actually, yeah, uh, let's get started eight. on. Uh, we haven't really talked about our first impressions in this place. Oh yeah. Is there a chance you're right? Me? Let's let's back up. Let's back up just a little bit. Yep. We'll get to the carousing. By mock time. Got but it. yeah, no, 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 you're 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 coming into this place, and uh, it's a. Bear it Bear doesn't Bear have Bear scope in the peeps. It doesn't have walls. It doesn't. Find the biggest it, person here. It is protected by the view of two hundred hosts of the hall. The uh, the elite dwarven warriors that defend Mithril Hall and Settlestone as an extension of it, and uh, and that is the walls that this place needs. And of course, if real trouble came, they'd skedaddle into Mithril yeah. Hall. This is, is like the village outside the castle walls. Yeah, so it's outside the castle walls here, and it is um, it's not like anyone stops you when coming in and asks you what your business is or anything like that. However, you definitely do get a lot of eyes of the hosts. The hosts of the hall watching you as you enter, but uh, <coughs> they're at the crossroads of a, um, I mean, a bit of a crossroads, um, way up here in the north. Here in the winter, there's less foot traffic. You're not seeing people coming and going from the town very much. It's mostly lit up, uh, lit up windows from uh, from candles and lanterns burning inside. Uh, even even during the uh, somewhat dark daytime when it's cloudy and snowy, um, and. So you don't get a lot of, uh, there's not a lot of like people immediately noticing you. However, as you go into the inn and uh, start going in to deeper into the town, there's only a 200 person town, so it's not big. You take your you jog from one side to the other in a few minutes. Um, but uh, this is still a civilized, for barbarians, uh, place. And, uh, and you, then the presence of a couple of you uh, are, are, are definitely quite notable. Scrimcorn, Dan, what are the mechanics that we... That, what what we, was we, it? We have a scrimcorn we have, table. We've not used it in forever. In not since Blasting Devil, I think. Where is the scrim, the scrim scorn? I would table. assume it's on scrim Slack. Scorn? Um, do you want to do other Well, stuff here's like the thing. It? Here's the thing. Yes. Uh, I've already got it, so don't worry about it. Okay. As... Uh, so, uh, uh, Baron ushered you guys right into the inn. Like, walked in like he owned the place, knew this place, took you straight to the inn, no chance for distractions, uh, first thing. Got the rooms, 
gonna head out with Mock and told you guys to get settled. Where does Scrimcorn go immediately after that? Um, uh, he's gonna go to kind of like, like a general market area and just get general supplies, like make sure that we're stocked up. We've been on the road for such a long time. Um, and we saw the barbarians, but he's gonna go. Uh, not the barbarians. We saw the Goliaths. He wants to actually make sure we're stocked up on rope, ration bars, ration bars, supplies. He's, he's utilitarian, yeah. So he, he's handling the as if who keeps we're eating all the rope. That's what I want to know. Who keeps eating the rope? All my we- it's you. All my weevils. It's you. All my weevils. <laughs> um, uh, my pocket weevils. Uh, <laughs> the I hope we find a rope monster and I can use them on them. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, so he's, he wants to make sure we are sucked up as if we were going to leave this afternoon. Like, he's just always wants to be ready for that. So he goes to the market. Buys really Scrimcorn is not 30 feet out the door of the inn when, uh, he hears footsteps rapidly approaching him from behind, crunching in the snow. Crunch, 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 crunch. He turns! He sees a man, uh, 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 Face with uh, uh, with snow in it. He's got a he's got a scraggly, not well kempt beard. Uh, sort of shoulder length, wavy uh, wavy hair, uh, uh, and his his face so is flushed red in the cold, uh, having come out of the inn. <coughs> and he's see, uh, clutching to his uh, uh, clutching to his body some sort of package as he uh, as he says, it, "It's you. It's really you." <clears throat> Depends on who's I, asking. I think I, I think you've got me mistaken for someone else. Uh, oh, hang on. You are not inside this jaunty inn. I am. <coughs> yeah, the, the band's <coughs> following really you. <laughs> I don't think we're going to get tipped now. <laughs> Follow him until he pays us. <laughs> and he says, I know it's you. I know it's you. Please, please. And he holds out the package to you, and you see that it is an infant child as he's ha- handing towards Scrimcorn. He says... Now I'm sure you have me mistaken for someone else. He says, no, it's you, the witches. They told me to come here. Please, take my baby. Give me my wife back. This is close enough that anyone inside that would be hanging out in the main area can hear this happening outside. It's only 30 feet away. All transactions are final, no substitutions or refunds. Uh, (laughs) 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 Actually, no, Jason's busy. He is not watching this. Um, He says, He says, I don't know, I don't know what the witches told you, but that's, uh, there might be be someone else you're looking for. You were there! You were there! Where? Where? At my village. He's keeping his hands up specifically. He does not want the. I am not going to be dropping this run. baby. And he's like, he's like trying to hand it, but he's not like shoving it in your hands. The and he's baby. saying, he's saying, please take it back, take it back. My wife didn't know what she was asking for. <clears throat> he he, realizing a little bit more in the context of the situation, he says, "Few few do, sir, uh, but." <laughs> Good answer. Fire beware. But, uh... Favorable answer. But if I were you, I would just try to live the rest of your life and move. He says, no, I I traveled here. I traveled here for weeks. And he's, uh, he's pushing the bundled up baby. The baby seems to be asleep as he's, uh... He is pushing it forward and says, and says, please, you've got to take it. Just take it. It wasn't worth it. It wasn't worth it. I need my wife back. I can't stand seeing her like this. He says, I don't need, I have no idea what situation your wife is in, but I assure you, handing me an infant will not reverse that. 
He really does not want the moral conundrum of even holding the baby for a second. That is a... Plus, when you smell them... He's just... He's standing there a bit stunned, his mouth agape, and... But... 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 You must... He says... Um... Bear just sticks her head out the door. Is this man bothering you, Scrimcorn? No, no, he uh, seems to have uh, signed a contract he didn't really understand the full... Do you know him? Please, tell him. Tell him to undo what he's done. Undo what you have done? Why am I saying this to him? uh, My wife. Does Scrimcorn remember this particular guy at all? Does it look familiar? Does Scrimcorn tend to remember the plethora of places (laughs) that he's been in the effects of I want his party members and fellow travelers to cover their ears. No. <laughs> <laughs> not his first adventure. Yeah, I mean, is... Scrimcorn, like, he's a human, uh, and Scrimcorn's seen humans before. Uh, it's been a lot of human to have ages. a small human with you. Good uh, for you, sir. Um, uh, yeah, so he, he, uh, <laughs> no, he doesn't. I mean, he, he's so focused on the task at hand that he kind of, you know, he crams for the test and then, and then does, gets, gets the B plus and then completely, like, not willingly, but he has, no incentive to re- to keep that information in mind. You, the times that he does remember um, people and and places he's been is usually when it bites him in the ass later. So when we went to Blasting Dell, I think it, no, when we went to Mirabar and he had some trouble with them, it was like this is not the first time after screwing them over that he's been back. If that makes any sense. Just like it. It's true. Uh, Very just for his father. Very just for his father. I I really like that. It's turned into my dad. <laughs> so he uh, so baby's popping all over and responding. <laughs> yeah, he um he says he says sir, if you really feel back into backed into a corner, maybe uh maybe praying to the witches. Again, to figure out a way to get out of your situation is your your only course of action. But I can't help you with that. You you have to. I, they, I think I was told to be here, and here you are. This is it. It must be. You were told to come to Settlestone. I I I I knew I knew that I had to. He says, please, you must take my baby, take my baby, and reverse the spell. What what did you ask for? He is keeping those hands. <laughs> He's Fair lifting it up to one of your you. hands. Like. <laughs> Jumps out of the way. So the baby falls on the ground. Um, my wife, she wanted a child. She wanted a child. She didn't know the cost. It wasn't worth it. <clears throat> um, Babies are very demanding. Indeed. Wait... Where is your wife now? She says, back, back home, at my village, she she doesn't know who I am. She doesn't know any of us. She doesn't recognize her, her own baby or her family. She's she's uh, some sort of monk. She works in the temple, and she doesn't remember anything. I can't stand seeing her there. Maybe you should move. He says, I did! I've been here for a month! No, it's like, stay here. We will not see your weird wife. Who are you? I don't care! You, take it, take the baby. Do you work with him? Can you take the baby? Do you serve the witches? I can take babies. I am capable of doing this. Will it reverse the spell? No. 
He turns back to screen corn. <laughs> I cannot reverse whatever happened to your wife. Then could, why am I here? Take the baby. That I assure you. He says, he says, I don't know why you came here. Were you told to come here? Uh, when Scrimcorn asks that, yes. a huge yes. dragonfly lands right <laughs> on the baby's head and uh, uh, and the guy's eyes go wide. And uh, the dragonfly takes a couple it. steps on the baby and it leaves behind it muck on the baby's, uh, on the baby's head. And he goes, ha ha, and he shoos it away. And the dragonfly <laughs> flies around Scrimcorn's head. Don't um, worry. How does Scrimcorn interpret this? I'm enough. curious. Is this, huh, dragonflies are at it again. He takes or the blanket this... and wipes off the baby's yeah, head. Uh, this, we are definitely not in dragonfly climate. Um, and uh, he, he, he definitely pauses upon seeing this and is, and is contemplating it. Uh, oh my god. You know I'm going to take this baby. <laughs> is he mumbling that to himself? Uh, he, yes, he, he's <laughs> not good. Um, we will not take your baby, man. Maybe it's a magic baby. But human he man. feels like he goes. Ah, he says, "No, taking your. You don't want to take the baby. He, you said so." He's he 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 now now now. Um, just I like really would love to see Scrimcorn in uh, an oil vein. as, you know. Impromptu parents. Oil rings already got a kid. He's got snoots. Yeah, I have. know. I know. He's gonna have, now. Scrimcorn's gonna have to get some of the milk with you. Next gonna time. be uncles. We're gonna be, yeah, we can. You Uncle Scrim. Uh, do you want to trade? Sorry. <laughs> um, uh, so so now starting to be um, not interested but concerned uh, that uh, that maybe there's something he's supposed to do. Um, he's he relents a little bit and. Uh, <clears throat> And he says, "Why did why did you come here?" He says, "I why, I, why did you think I'd be here?" He says, "I I he says I, I can't describe it. I I I knew the there was I I've been, I've been <coughs> trying to ask the witches. He says, my wife she was a, a believer is a believer. I don't even know what she is now, but a monk." I, you said she was a monk. He says, he says but I, I, I asked I ask them to undo what they've done. I asked them to take my child and give me my wife back. And he says, and then I was walking along and I stepped on a frog. And he says, I can't explain it. I looked at it and I knew where I had to go. <clears throat> shame on you for wanting to trade your child for, a what, for your wife and shame on you for stepping on a frog. He says, but you were there and now you're here. <clears throat> That has to mean something. Does he, um, is any, so, uh, he, he, I know, sorry, instead of, in character, uh, he says, what town are you from? Sorry, could you say that again? <laughs> Seem to have some indigestion, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I've eaten Shut up, shut up, I had this, I had this, I had this. Uh, town by, Town Charles has been that. Town Charles. <laughs> no, that's not it. There's mutton is coming up on you. Townton. Townton. I'm from Abbey. Towntonville Shire. Snow. <laughs> Shire. Dwarf. Brockton. I'm from Snowbane. From. I'm from Weeham. It's a small village. It's very small. Weeham. Weeham. Does uh does he know? Does Grimcorn remember where Weeham is? Um. In his travels. That he would remember geography and. 
Yeah, um, Weeham. This guy Weeham is a. Uh, uh, it's a very small, <laughs> like little uh, uh, hamlet out uh, near the uh, near the. <laughs> it's not on this map. The bog. The place. Oh, the mirror of dead men. The mirror of dead men. It's not winter and water. Wow, you went a long way with that baby. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's, it's ready for college. Yeah. He How really old is has. that baby? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the babies. Uh, you know. How well do you know human babies, Bearjaw? And you, Scrimcorn. Probably not that well, right? I don't have to answer that question. I don't have to have that figured out. Actually, it's my about, animal like, handling like is pretty good. So. It's, like, it's like four months. Is animal handling, does that apply to babies? Um, Somewhere between zero and 50. You're wrangle. pretty confident. Wrangle? It's like four months. You have to break a Mustang baby. Um, so it's infant. Um, uh, he is he's contemplating the implications of taking this because similar to the group with Abek, uh, he does not cover this baby, but once it's in his possession, possession uh, it's pretty dark if he just drops it down a well. So yeah, it's really that's more of a thing you do. Go. That's true. You can just give it to some nicer people. Um, temple. Uh, maybe we'll just pay for some of the tickets. Some yeah, people will buy babies. I've got to give everyone. Yeah, here's money. here's a hundred gold. Make this baby go away. Some people will give you a hundred gold for it. Pay Dax to it. <laughs> Raise do like this a, baby. Uh, All right. Is there anything weird uh, about the baby itself? So yeah, yeah. yeah check so the baby. baby. So does, yeah. First off, does the guy does, does the baby's the, does eyes the guy close independently? Look, um, cursed in any way? That's a very the guy looks, Yeah, he looks like a dad. The guy looks what? like he's very cold, standing out here uh, outside. Um, his face is, you know, frost, flushed, flushed red, uh, maybe a little frostbitten. Uh, he looks worn from travel, uh, but other than that, like, not he, he doesn't have like boils all over his body. If that's what you're um, asking, he he. That's <laughs> Grimcorn. He says, I mean, he probably has some boils. They don't have a very good medicine in this he era. Says, if you don't have money, so he says. At least one sist or two. One yeah, second, one second. Something. And he um he he fishes out his uh, his lucky cockroach and uh, is gonna do an insight check to see if this guy has been pretty genuine or if this is a doppelganger here to kill Scrimcorn. He looks at specifically with his eyes. Oh, he looks with his eyes. Ooh, yeah, that's well, very not suspicious. With his Succubus. <laughs> Succubus. He's presenting. Damnation. All right, so that's six plus three. That's nine. Very suspicious. Uh, this man looks at Scrimcorn, and Scrimcorn. I mean, he looks like a man speaking to him. Can't get much of a read on him. Like a man. The, the, the man seems like frantic. Yeah, no, it's just, it doesn't seem suspicious, but he really just he can do that with everyone. Um, ah, the dragonfly. All right, Scrimcorn is gonna. Uh, uh, Scrimcorn says, let me see that baby. Uh, uh, he hands it, like, eagerly, like, hands it, but but gently puts it on him. He's not, like, right. tossing it, like, right. fucking He's football. He clearly cares for the um, needs to change. <laughs> um. No, it, it immediately poops. Mm. It gets heavier. Mm. Somehow gets heavier. It's been holding that in for a while. It has an armor that Mock has where it just slides out. <laughs> oh, that's, that's pretty no, no, good. No, but he, he hands it, he hands um, it to you. So he's Sorry. gonna look at the baby. Does the baby look Healthy from Scrimcorn's incredibly the baby limited. Baby cursed. <laughs> incredibly it's limited. Uh, holds the, baby. the baby stirs a little bit when uh, Scrimcorn grabs it, but it. Uh, uh, Does it look healthy? 
Uh, it oh, looks cute, like rosy cheeks. Plump little uh, human baby. Oh. Does it begin Shuffy. talking in like a human voice and blood starts dripping? No, it does not. It looks like a regular baby. <laughs> um, he looks at it and says, it's mostly bundled up. Um, he says, I can. He says, I don't know what you expect me to do. He says, I just take the baby, reverse the curse. He says, I can do the first part of that. But anyone can do the first part of that. I wouldn't. I wouldn't bet exactly. <laughs> um, exactly. Give me that. Um, he said. Uh, but I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't bet on on your wife returning to normal. I'm sorry. But thank you for he, the baby. He looks and he shakes his head and he says, "No, no. They told me to come here. The toad and the map and the and the." He says, I asked them, I said, take my baby and give me my wife back. Surely that is a trade enough. He says, uh... Cool. He says, stay. He says, stay in town for a few days. And, uh... At the, uh... The bloody sword here. We are also staying there. Um, You will know if you do not stay there. And, uh, he tosses him a gold... An entire gold piece. Drag that from my wallet. It's more money than this man has ever seen. Um, it should be enough. I can buy my wife. And he says, "Baboon!" He takes it and he immediately drops. And he says, "What will happen if I spend that?" He says, "He says just." He says, "No, I want you to stay in town because I talked to the witches, and there's nothing I can do. You're taking your baby back." He says, "You'll talk to them. You can talk to them." He says, "I'll see what I can do." He says, yes, please, please. If you do not do what we say, the coin will eat you. The Scrumcorn does not disprove anything that Bear Jaw is saying. I am good. good. I'm good. One coin. (laughs) Ding! Intimidation coin. No, what? Here is is your receipt, sir. Coin belt. One baby, one coin. And now it just looks like you bought a baby. Everyone uh, looking just saw you take a baby and pay this man money. Let's just buy a baby. Okay, you got everything that uh, Drew's thing is doing when you're ready. Is it during all of this? Where? Yeah, he's going to live. For how long? Uh, ever since Mock and... Yeah, but how long is this thing that you're talking about going to take? Oh, uh, he's going to be doing it throughout the day. Okay, so as Jorson's doing whatever he's doing, he sees this man walk back inside, rubbing his hands and uh, uh, and quickly retreating to the rooms uh, up there, followed by probably... Like yeah. straight to the market you coming back no now I gotta deal with a baby coming back and Scrimcorn and Bear Jaw coming back inside and Scrimcorn's holding package I got an 8 pound Tamagotchi on me now jeez um, <laughs> what you guys see by the way is that uh, Drewston has pulled a crate over to a wall we said that this uh, area is, this town is a mix of old dwarven architecture mixed with Modern barbarian styles. Yeah. Um, mixed with IKEA. It's like Scandinavian. Uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Scandinavian. Um, and so he finds an old, uh, still standing dwarven wall that maybe has been built upon. It has a couple torches in it. And he uses his new uh, camp trip. 
control flames, which he learned from awakening the Forge of Fury. Cool. And uh, the Forge of Fury? The the Forge of Fury. Oh, the one in Kundrakar? Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. We never called it that, but that's uh, what the book... Durgen's Forge. Durgen's Forge. A Fury. A Fury. Uh, it's a Furious Forge. A Furious Forge. And uh, he just changes the uh, flames. I can change the color of the flames. Mm. So it's just making him green to get some attention. <laughs> and then he casts Silent Image. And against the wall, he creates... That dwarven door, that locked dwarven door, uh, intricate, ancient-looking dwarven door that he'd unlocked with the Nox spell. Mm. Which dwarven door? Oh, oh, the, the one, one, one coming from the Glitterham. The yeah. One, yeah, up but to the forge. Got a copy of old, it. Old, yeah. Uh, and in order to create kind of a scene, and he takes out the That's history of Kunjakar. And standing on his soapbox. He yeah, just... there's already a bunch of people that have stopped yeah. talking. Now this is and a barbarian are, I see, it was But a there are dwarves here. The flames <laughs> like got some attention. The big, yeah. huge door appearing, and like people stopped eating and are like looking. And, and people it be, keep trying to enter. It got it quiet, and so, the band stopped playing. Yeah, uh, and he just starts reading from the history of Kundrakar. Is this oh. inside the inn or outside? Outside. 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 Oh outside wait, wait, wait! Oh, oh. I thought this was inside. No, outside. Well, everyone's inside, no, and no one wants inside. to be outside in this town. There are guards. There are dwarven guards. They'll watch you then. Everywhere. It's yeah, like the British the guards in the top okay. hats are like... Yeah, this is like... I'd say it's like adjacent <laughs> to the market. Okay, okay. I didn't know you went somewhere else. We talked about going back inside the inn. Oh, yeah, yeah. This <laughs> is what you see as they're passing by him. So he has gone out they're, from the inn. They're not passing by you. They were two feet outside the oh, door. Oh, I thought they were in the market. I said they weren't 30 feet away. That's why I was trying to establish who sees who. Okay, so you saw him walk off down the street. There's the market area, and he's kind of adjacent to the market. Okay, so you walked off and didn't stop when Scrimcorn got stopped by Baby Guy. Baby guy. Drewson has worked with Scrimcorn before in order to find ancient ruins. Right. He knows that Scrimcorn has business that he doesn't want to You heard Scrimcorn got stopped by some guy and you're like, eh. Yeah, that is not. Do okay. you not want gotcha. to talk so about Scrimcorn will ask In me if the market, then okay, then yeah, let me market. reestablish. No one yeah. is eating or anything. No, no, no. Uh, They're uh, shopping, stuff like that. The market is, uh, it's not like an open-air market. Um, uh, it's a couple of uh, a couple of tents and uh, buildings. Remember, the buildings are sort of a mixture of uh, metals and stones and, like, deer skins and mm-hmm. other, uh, other leathers. And um, they're, like, they're places, and each of them has, like, a hearth in them, you know, mm-hmm. with, to, to warm up their place and curtains for the doors so that they can hold in a little bit of the heat before they go in. And... Uh, yeah, so as uh, as Drusen sets this up, some of some of the uh, uh, the shopkeepers and patrons around this area are like peeking out and looking at him, and they see the big door, and some guards are now coming uh, uh, and standing. They're standing at the ready, yeah. Like they're taking yeah. steps forward, but they're not like in awe. They are standing in business time. Yeah, and he isn't saying anything about them going to Kundrakar. He's literally just reading from the history of Kundrakar. And uh, while he reads, he's able to use control flame to cause simple shapes such as the vague form of a creature, an animal object, location, location, to appear within the flames and animate as you like. Like just, a map. 
like yeah. a continent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just a map of Kudrakar. Um, the weak points are here and here. <laughs> it's a tactical map. Uh, it's the squares. It's it a location. Star Wars. I mean, it's like the yeah, rotating. Yeah. Many yeah. orcs Death died Star to bring or... you this information. Many orcs died. <laughs> Many orcs, troglodytes, and Greeks and Wergar died to bring you this information. <laughs> exactly so you just guy. start reading, you know. Uh, from the, the, like, first finding the location, Durgadin, or whoever was writing about the history of it, just reading entries. And every once in a while when he gathers, he says, you know, uh, friends, allies, Romans. dwarves of all kinds, I read ye from the history of Kundrakar. Found deep beneath the mountains of the spine of the world. Do you mean Karunjakar? Karunjakar! You weren't there, you don't know. <laughs> uh, uh, and then he kind of continues. And then, you know, he'll be like, I pass now years later. Finding kind of exciting moments. That oh, so he's of, not just reading verbatim. No, no, no. Which no, would he's, be like, he's picking from it. Uh, he, the food stores decreased by yeah. three rations this morning. <laughs> I mean, he read this on the road right here, right. so he knows the choice. So he's got his own abridged, and much more exciting his version. purpose here is just knowing that Edgar kind of got the jump on it. He just wants to establish a general knowledge that there are some dwarves who have been to Kuntrakar and have a bunch of knowledge of it. And that's just kind of what he's doing. Showing images in the flames, reading the fountain. I mean, he was trained as a young man to read religious dwarf histories and texts. And so he's got... In an entertaining you know, fashion. Yeah. Um, in, a, in a very... You hear murmurs as, uh, uh, as, as you're doing this. You hear them saying... Uh, you hear him saying, he's speaking of Kunjakar. And others saying... Is that the humans, especially? Is that the is that that the dwarven hold that's uh, that's been a buzz around uh, around town? And he says it is. Da, 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 da. And like he doesn't even mind if people assume that he was part of like Adric's people. Who yeah. So the next it. thing you, you yeah, also yeah. hear you hear uh, plenty of the expedition is back already. Maybe they sent word. It says it says the expedition has arrived. He says they've uh, they've seen Kronjikar. It's real. And that's free. He's just doing that for a couple hours unless anyone interrupts him. Alright. Spreading the wonder. Um, there is like a lot of movement of the. Uh, I forget every time. The host of the hall. Uh, there's a lot of movement of the host as you're doing this. There are. There's, there's three. Um, three like pair patrols that have stopped and they're basically like planted themselves and are standing at sort of triangle pattern around from you just like watching but also uh, mm-hmm. uh, but also like swords at the ready they're also watching the, the, the growing but still relatively small crowd it's 200 people max in this how many place. hosts of the hall were there? 200, 200. so it's a one to one dwarf soldier barbarian ratio yes okay <laughs> Uh, and the feast hall in this barbarian town can seat 400. Okay. Um, They're ready for... Yeah. Now remember, uh, like, to fight almost half hurry. of the host of the hall is on is on the stairs and at the gates of Mithra Hall. Right. But not here at Settlestone. There aren't 200 surrounding the town. So it's only... There, and some, like, on the road leading into town. So it's yeah, only a they're, one to they're, two they're spread okay. out. But, but there's enough of them in town that you're like, 
Because <laughs> um, they, you know, what they don't want is any organized assaults, you know, organizing here or attacks on the economy, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And they don't sleep, the, the host does not sleep in Settlestone, do they? Or do they... They don't. They, like, trade off. They, they probably move. cycle in and out of they the, the ball, I imagine. They go back into the hall. Changing of the hosts. Yeah, them having to climb up that staircase every single day is uh, how they stay in shape. They have nice asses. Well, she's gonna have a um, yeah, she's kind of flying above, and she'll warn me if like she sees like someone riding like bow and arrow or like charging. I hate history. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, this is the worst. Let's jump back ever. to let's jump yeah. back to Scrimcorn and Bearjaw re-entering the inn of the Bloody Sword. Um, <coughs> it's actually just called the Bloody Sword. Um, I think we should name it Jeff. Fine. And uh, yeah, and Oilvane's there, Jeff right? The baby. Oilvane, yeah. Oilvane just stayed in the place. Uh, he was he was kind of observing from. He was still inside. He was watching. Oilvane. Oh, he was watching the. Oilvane, look at baby. He's got Snoot. He's snoot. Swallowed Snoot. Make the baby arms. and the Snoot fight. Says, just it's little, like, little baby fight. It is okay. They do not hurt each other. I think my baby's better than yours. <gasps> Snoop didn't win. I'd be very concerned about <laughs> caring for this baby. Um, Give the baby enough time, maybe. Are you sure? I mean, says, should you uh, be holding a baby? He says, I'm not keeping it. going to use it. I mean, you're filthy. Like I mean, I'll be honest. You, you're filthy. <laughs> I don't it's a protective layer. The baby will develop one eventually. Oh, that's right. Um, already and being he's, attached. And he's going to go to the, uh, the, um, the innkeep. And uh, I plop down a gold coin. Subtract that. You um, have gold. And uh, how much do you think milk costs? Here? Uh, what do you want? And he says, <clears throat> "I need some supplies for an infant." He looks at his uh, bottles of uh, of ale. And he says, "Why are you in here?" He says. <laughs> I'm staying here, and I can't go out. Send a runner and get some supplies. And he leaves the the the, the gold coin on the table and sees if he raises attention. his eyebrows and uh, takes the coin, checks it out, and uh, it's not food. He says, "Hi, very well." And uh, uh, he pounds hard on the table. Bam, bam. And uh, someone comes running out of the uh, uh, back room. A literal room. runner. A literal runner. And he says, uh, what's up, boss? He says, do what this guy says. <laughs> he says Anything? What did he say? <laughs> get me supplies for an infant. I don't know. It's clothes and stuff that it eats. Scrim Gordon does not know how to take care of this thing. And so he's paying someone to at least get him the equipment there. Basics. Yeah, all you only children never having to take care of like your younger siblings or anything. It's like That's the thing. It's like, we uh, don't Eric Scrimcorn has a baby now. <laughs> Come to the Blarney. And congratulations. Is it human? Uh, yes. And Bearjaw thinks we should call it Jeff. So there has not been you any did get suggestions the on the table. Yeah. I... No other suggestions. Bearjaw yeah. gets to name yeah. everything. Yeah. She <laughs> names. You get a quarter pizza right there. <laughs> There's a long-standing tradition among Goliaths that if like whoever names the thing first gets to name it. I, I, I will have some. Okay. 
Because you could ultimately have just some ginger beer or just some Jameson if you don't want both. Actually, I want just some ginger beer. Sure. No. I was only saying yes because I wanted the ginger beer, and I assumed <laughs> it only came with whiskey. You should taste the combination. It's a really tasty drink. I will taste it, but I really right. don't want alcohol. Let, let me just give you some ginger beer. Yeah. Everyone else is... Greg's gonna pick a lot of the ginger beer. Everyone's gonna get a little bit less ginger beer. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's the boost of anti-economy. Law of conservation. That's the way it goes, guys. Yeah, you know, rules the universe we live in. Um, Long may All right, so he's just demanding this guy go get some uh, some baby supplies to just see him through at least. I don't know. Uh, say, 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 he's I need supplies to take care of this kid for at least uh, for at least a few days. We're going to the market and get some. He says, uh, I, I, okay, ah, uh, sure thing. Uh, a baby. How old is the baby? He just holds it up. Is it human? It's, it looks human. Uh, okay, uh, what do you have? I have nothing. The baby. He has a baby. He looks over across the room to Bearjaw, who's shouting across no, the room. No, right there. Bearjaw hasn't, like, let that baby die and has been hovering. Oh, you, oh, you walk on Corn's parenting. He says, where did you get the baby? And We do not pay you to ask Eric. questions. Eric, it's so loud. I know it is, man, but... He's a beer... He's a booze man. That's what they do. Throw ice in the glass. Uh, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Um, uh... <clears throat> bear job. Bear job is like, we did not pay you to ask questions. We pay you to do... I got the baby in the same place you got that sense of curiosity. Now go get the stuff. From uh, him, from his he looks mom? a little sheepish. Steps back and uh, he says, uh, "Okay." And he looks back to the uh, uh, bartender and he says, "Oh, I, I." He says, "How will I pay?" Well, Screwcorn looks at the bartender and says, "Where's that gold I paid you to get baby supplies, sir?" <laughs> the bartender uh, uh, holds up one piece of uh, uh, one gold and, uh, uh, and he says. He puts it. Uh, he puts it away. Takes out. Uh, takes out a few silver pieces. Hands that to the runner, and the runner heads out. Pay <laughs> double. Well, Streamcorn's buying supplies for a baby, because he has a baby now. Supplies, supplies. The baby yeah. named Jeff. Uh, and Streamcorn is going to go to his room and. Which is just a sound random. Bear, Bear Jaw's coming with him. Yes. And is going to set the baby down on the floor. Bless <coughs> Bear Jaw. No, that's a good okay. place for a baby. Puts it down on the floor. and They can't be... fall from there. Exactly. He's going to be going through his supplies to find his his most potent uh, incense vision quest stuff. You shouldn't call um, a baby like that. And uh, <laughs> baby and I are going to get high. Um, <laughs> uh, to, to basically, he's planning on, he's going to prepare for going on a vision quest tonight. But he's going to wait till nightfall. Okay. When oh, the baby is asleep. He's in the room with you too, and he puts Snoot. Because I hear baby sleep Next really well. Oh. Oh. Hello, yeah. baby. Hang on, guys, stop. He's talking. Snoot okay, is see. now lying down next to the baby. Also swaddled. Nice. Oil vein is swaddled. <laughs> no. The baby is swaddled. Oil vein <laughs> could swallow himself. <laughs> also, Snoot is poorly swaddled. <laughs> uh, the thing is, he's a dog. Is he's, he's, now, he's, never, he's never got the street. Alright, but I want him to keep this. We're doing. We're getting. A lot of interrupting for jokes and all sorts of things. Got no rice. Just want to make sure we do get a little story nice. time. Yeah, be fine. Yeah, he's never swaddled anyone before, but he's seen like at least other what he imagines what babies look like when they're swaddled. He swaddles the baby or swaddles Snoop? Uh, Snoop. Oh, it's more, but he's, it's more like burrito style then. Yeah. Sturmard has not like checked if the baby needs changing. He's not changed the baby. He's not 
No, no, I heard you. You put the baby down on the floor, floor while Scrimcorn handles his business. <laughs> uh, indeed. And... Okay, Scrimcorn, I mean, Scrimcorn finds his stuff. And, um. uh... Well, let's go ahead and cut to... Oh, yeah, we needed Eric for the next scene, huh? Um... So we can move towards the evening here. So you guys have been there for a few hours talking. Let's cut back over to the. Eric's going to figure dwarves. out what kind of weapon this baby wants. We're going to cut back over the dwarves. Actually, as soon as Eric's ready, which is going to be like in a couple Little seconds. Baby crawl. Yeah, momentarily, momentarily. If it can crawl. Well, we can cut back with Baron. So the. Are we still in the audience? Where did we leave the audience last? It was I concluded. I think. Right? I don't know if we had said all right. And that concludes our business. It was like uh, you guys were going off. You haven't had the conversation with just your your dad. I, I know that. We haven't that, had that yet. We'll I say, thought they would talked about. All right. Well, we may want right. you to stay in it, town. It doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be the second. Oh yes, they said stay in town. So that was the conclusion of that. Okay. So, um, Baron and Mock now alone for the first time in the chambers. Uh, when I say alone, alone with oh right, Mama and Papa Balder. Baron Balder and Mardred Balder. That was the private audience you said you wanted, right? Yes. He had dismissed, Baron had dismissed the others, they left, and now it is just you four. And he says, Baron, Mock. He says, This news you've brought today, he says, This is. He says, "This is not a small. Uh, uh, this is not a small thing that you are claiming." Uh, no, I assume not, especially with Adric's prior supposed claim. It's uh, not a supposed claim. He says, "You would do well to watch your tongue in the way that you describe such events." He says, uh, "You have." <laughs> never fully appreciated the uh, the delicacy with which we must deal with uh, uh, deal with the other families and holds. I Sorry, Papa. admit I've never had much of a mind for politics. Uh, <laughs> he says, I can tell by the way you came in here and uh, uh, and ran your mouth about all these claims without coming to me first privately. Well, Uncle, about that. <laughs> We're kind of getting used to this idea of magical communication and to find out arriving here at the hall that the meeting was already adjourned and waiting for us was a bit of a surprise, if you can imagine. He says, you asked me for an audience to prepare an audience. Yeah. You said you had news of Kunjakar. But waiting until we arrived here to coordinate the details of that, uh, that audience would have probably helped us to answer some of these questions in a, a less high-stakes environment. He says... Seeking this guy. Well, nephew... Wait, nep- nephew? Yeah, nephew. Yeah. nephew. Nephew. Son. He says, I understand that you are new to these powers that Morden has granted you. It is most impressive, by the way, but you are new. You are you are an infant crawling in these uh, uh, crawling in these times of the power that you wield. He says... 25 words is a lot of words to pack a lot of meaning. He says, you should do well to consider your words carefully next time. Mark, what's I the will strive <laughs> to be better, father. 
He says, good boy. He says, now. Next time, Sam. Non-committal as always. Also, I'm going to join the party in the rest of our episodes. Don't even like that. Oh, no. a strong hand to guide you. Oh, that would be great to have... I'd like you to run by all of your actions, by the way. Baron gains two levels. <laughs> okay. Good um, job. Good job in that combat team. Baron, you could use some work. <laughs> he looks to Mardred. Good hustle. Up. He looks to Mardred, and Mardred nods, and uh, uh, he says, All right, what is the part of the story that you did not tell? And Mark says... In the name of what we've been discussing here, Uncle, mm, rushing into conversations such as this, perhaps now we could even pump the brakes a little bit further. We have other members of our party which would provide important information as to these events we're describing. It wasn't simply, oh, I know it was Bairn and I who left together to head to Oakhurst some months back, but the the important events we're talking about were just as much to do with these others as with us. He says, and I'm sure there are many that you slayed along the way, and we could rise, er, raise them from the dead to ask for their account of the tale, but I did not find it necessary. Do you find it necessary for them to tell their side? Are they going to disagree with you? Uh, he, he says, uh, no, but I, I can only assume you're looking for the full picture, and they're right outside. He says, Aye, I am looking for the full picture. He says, can you give it? Uh, Moxa says, no. <laughs> not with, not with, not with four of our, of our party members. You, you're saying you have no questions for them at all? He says, you tell me the rest of the story that you know, and I'll see if I have questions. Right now I have a lot of questions, and I believe that you have many of the answers. He says, uh, <sighs> your, your, your health, uncle, we can proceed as you desire. Uh, yes, I well, he says, you must understand, <laughs> nephew, he says, the delicate situation we are in. What you have just spoken to Adric's barrister is a big deal. The next chance that, uh, to use modern, to use the, the parlance of the young. <laughs> um, culture. I'm hip. <laughs> the, uh, he says, at the next opportunity she has to speak to Adric, she will tell him of this, and I quite expect that he will not be happy about these claims. Mind you not. He says, and me leaving Mithril Hall to walk to Settlestone, he says, uh, he says, a, uh, he says, it would not look good. He says, nor would it to bring a bunch of outsiders into our hall to discuss such matters. Of course not, of course not. Area for the door. As you, as, as you prefer, uncle, uh, Simply remarking as to the uh, as to the partiality of our of the current audience. Well, uh, do it. The substance Say no of to the, your dad. the elements that I was unable to talk about in front of company, as you said, were delicate matters, uh, namely some rather damning claims to be laid against Adric. Our grandfather, my father, my grandfather, your father, gesturing to Margaret. Um, and I do this with all hesitation. I knew who Adric is. Right, right. <laughs> oh, but uh, they both, they both straighten up in their chair and, and then lean over and listen more intently. Before I tell you about the claim I'll have, I'll, how it started was the story that Drustin told us 
of why he's no longer, well, why he's dressed in green uh, instead of as part of his clan. Delvinar. Right. Um, Delvinar, I've forgotten. Um, <laughs> Baron in names. Yeah. Um, him, and he relates the story as best he can of Drustin, uh, well, essentially, of us going in there and, you know, dire times in the tons of the and him thinking that he might die, him wanting to get this out there off his chest. Um, of, of Drustin. Does he tell uh, the full Drustin Green story? He tells the full Drustin Green story. Yeah, from the smoke session, essentially. From the smoke yeah, session, yeah, right? Yeah. And, uh, and how he then told his parents about that, and then he was exiled. Um, so, that was just what he had from there, and the story about Adric is considerably further, so you understand my hesitation about revealing more claims against my grandfather, even in private. That's what sounds... is continue. Can I get an insight check on both... well, on, on both of them? On the barons? On the barons. You're, what are you trying to do here? I'm trying to use an insight check to see. No, no, no. What are you, without using oh, uh, sure. game mechanics. What, okay. you, what is Mock trying? What is Mock doing? Mock wants to gauge. <clears throat> he wants to. He wants to gauge a their defensiveness. He wants to see how defensive, specifically Baron's mother, yeah. but also Baron's father. Are, are they reacting? I mean, yeah, he, he knows, of course, that this is something that'd be hard to hear, unbelievable. But um, yeah, is he is he is he sensing how how defensive are they getting? Yeah, Baron is also curious about that. Like one to ten, how do they yeah. take that news? And okay. testing receptiveness is that kind of the not and whether or not we're going to be thrown in a prison? <laughs> like, yeah, I'll yeah, go, yeah. I'll yeah. Go on appeal because I got you. No, 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 you 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 yeah. stated what you were looking for. Yeah, then give your uh, roll your insight. Uh, assist. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely. Baron is curious about this as well. Uh, so you can't really yeah. aid in this role unless you are actively deliberating to share what you That's are, true. what you're doing. Very well. I will just <laughs> like, unless you can justify it in some narrative way. Well, Baron is also <laughs> curious yeah. about this. So he, Good. as he says this, you know, this is what happened when yeah. Drustin and like, what's the reaction <laughs> on his parents' face? So yeah, you can do your own role then. Yeah, like. What is your... If I continue to lay further claims against Adric, am I too to be thrown out to the clan? It, uh, it may be... not saying that. No. Uh, you said it in the voice. You, you said it in Baron's voice, but you weren't saying that? You weren't asking that? Are you about to say that? It's a fear. Like, I'm, I'm putting what I know to be true. Wait, wait, hang on. Uh, Are you speaking as Baron? A little bit, yes. Wait, so... <laughs> wait, is yes. Yes. 100% yes. yes. He's saying... Which Can things? I get my insight check first? Can we recall the insight Wait, first? yeah, we were trying to do an insight check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you were starting to speak... Justifying more. also my insight is sort of... I'm saying this to see... He got thrown out of the clan. Okay, yeah. Am I going to throw get, out of the clan? Let me get Eric's insight for what you've already said. All the stuff yeah, about great, Tristan. Yeah. That he yeah, was wrong. Yeah, yeah. If you want to do more dialogue, please do. But right. let's, let's get it. this resolved. Uh, so I got insight 13. <clears throat> Mock is... Um, these are well-practiced... Um, these, are, these, these, are, these are aged dwarves in positions of great power. Um, 
Baron, you know, the head of Mor- the Morden Temple of Mithril Hall. His his station is very, very high. And Mardred, while not quite as high in stature, she is uh, uh, she's very high up in the treasury of Mithril Hall. And um, she was basically one of the Kennedys. She grew up in a political house. Yeah. So she she's she's just as savvy, uh, if not in a position as as much power. And um, and as such, these are a difficult pair to uh, uh, to read anything from that they don't want you to read. Mock, however, does see um, he does he does get the general sense of uh, that this is still being treated as a family conversation. Um, they aren't they aren't sitting as guarded as they would be if they were in a, 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 a deliberation uh, a formal, moments ago. A formal deliberation. In fact, like they were moments. Right before when they were exposed, yeah. and there was a, a shared shared audience, <coughs> um, and the very fact that they sort of haven't shifted into this more business mode, um, the defensive stance, perhaps uh, says something to mock, um, well. and that that is a state. Uh, there's a lot of exchanges of glances going between them, but not knowing glances. More, well, yeah. you're seeing a lot from Berend looking to Marjorie, who and Marjorie is really just concentrating on Berend's story. Uh, of course, you know Adric is her father, um, uh, uh, and you're you're lo- you're seeing uh, sort of looks of concern is what you can get right. out of that. Yeah, I mean, Adric was her father, and she was specifically kind of steered into this relationship for political ends. If you were looking for, oh man, their body language is saying, oh shit, he's figured us out. You're not getting that. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Joint. Not at all. And uh, if anything, I'm looking for more of like the barrister's reaction beneath the surface, right? Like, is this somebody on Team Adric who's basically starting to calculate the next move? Um, but yeah, no, everything you're saying makes sense. Baron. So, Baron's <laughs> comment after relating Drustin's story says, So, you understand my hesitation upon revealing further... Uh, you know, unjust their claims against Adric's character upon hearing what has happened to poor Drustin uh, when he, again, approached his parents about such things. I can't help but feel that there's... Or actually, it's it's Marjorie. Oh, what was Marjorie's? Same. I think Miss Doubtfire. Marjorie! I can do Miss Doubtfire, I think. Are you sure you're not doing Julia Child? the same voice. <laughs> 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 he says, I can't help but feel like there's some of that uh, story missing. He says, what you said that uh, uh, Drustin witnessed does not seem like enough to be exiled. He says, he says, every dwarf hold has their own uh, their own laws and their own rules without knowing what was said <coughs> at, uh, uh, in that room. He says, it would be impossible for us to know for certain what it is that got him exiled. He says, was Auntie, this a forbidden place for them to be exploring? Auntie, we, we only know what Drosten has told us, but I can assure you, especially having been tramped uh, across the mountains for the last few months with the lad, he's terrible at keeping a secret. <laughs> uh, if, uh, if he... If he if we're, if we're any better at that, I would think there might be more, more to his story than what he told us, but... Uh, and I know it's eaten him up alive that he's now exposed other parts of the family to this uh, this sensitive information. But I can tell you, despite his best efforts, pretty much a leaky sieve. 
Maybe he made up the whole story and he was exiled for telling lies. Great, don't yeah. give it away. Mark says, uh, Mark says, uh, could, could be anti, and for this reason, perhaps the opportunity to ask him yourself, Jean. Venerable dwarves that you are could clear that up, but that's not where I'm putting my money. And I think Mark has enough of a reputation as being tight fisted that mm-hmm. they might get the inside joke there. Um, <laughs> Uh, Baron nods and say, says, "What money?" Mm-hmm. He says, "I do understand your hesitation, son." Uh, he says, "But you say the story gets far more dire." Aye, quite. Then let us hear it all. Um, so he end continues to relate um, about leaving the Sunless Settle Citadel and being uh, beset by assassins. Uh, the note of the assassins saying, "Okay." Specifically after Drustin and Bearjaw and not understanding that. Um, relating um, Drustin's speculation that maybe it was somehow Adric behind it. Bearing uh, his own doubt as to Drustin's initial speculation, but not really having any clear direction on what he's doing in his mission site. Maybe recovering an ancient dwarven hold would be worthwhile anyway. Um, so making our way up to... Uh, Kundrakar Mirabar that way um, encountering assassins um, the ledger in Mirabar he talks about that Drustin found saying that Adric had ordered eight pieces of jewelry uh, from Kundrakar um, does Marge react? Uh, yeah when you get to that part of the story uh that's when, uh, like, yeah, Mardred... Oh, and also he specifies... Mardred grabs, grabs, grabs her amulet, and, and she just looks at it, and she says, he says, he says, our amulets came from Kunjakar? Uh, I have belief to think so, I Wait, that's not a... Aye. It gets worse. Uh, <laughs> he also brings the point that the archaeologist scrolls or whatever, it also had mention of Adric at Kundrakar mm-hmm. in the re- note from the Sun of the Citadel. Yeah. He mentions that as well. So Adric had been there before. Um, he says, Adric is old enough to have visited Kundrakar. Uh, he says, while it still stood, that is, uh, that is certainly true. It says, and Dirgeddon is uh, is said to have been a master craftsman. And from your story, it sounds like you can verify this. Uh, uh, well, we have lots of things with his yeah. smith mark. Not lots, but yeah. I mean, he was. Never. He was a master craftsman. Uh, he says it would make sense that he could go to uh, to such a man to, uh, to craft something that he planned as gifts for his daughters. Uh, he then, you know, talks about leaving Mirabar, um, notes the death of Drustin, going to Blastingdale, and then encountering <laughs> the information broker. Um, the information broker, who, Baka, who says that assassins are after us, and supposedly Adric is the one who has hired the assassins. According to this information broker, that's what they said. The, the broker never said the name Adric, just that way. I, I thought he did. He said Amberhelm. He said Amberhelm. It was weird because it was coming from basically the Amberhelm organization. Okay. So there's a weird little bit of... He said from the Amberhelm family. From the Amberhelm family. Probably oh. a detail you guys would have remembered. I remembered that. That's oh, happened. I did not remember that. 
That's happened way more recently in your character's memory than it did in our game time. Gotcha. Fine, then. I said it came from Emberhelm. I have one question about you guys' your presentation here. You had specifically mentioned about having your cloak over the armor. Is that still how you... Have you have you played the armor card yet? Uh, yeah. The armor card I haven't played. I, I think I did last week. Uh, did we, you show the A little armor? bit. He did talk about it a little yeah, bit. I did. I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We named the items and he showed the armor. Oh, that's you. Yeah, that's true. The various relics. Good call. I was waiting for the... I was waiting for the, oh, the top of the S when he did the Superman S. So yeah, that's right. We did. He did. He did mention that. Because you guys laid it all on the, the table. You didn't hold anything down. So cold yeah. and shriveled, I could have. Morden could have shown more. Other than literally everything you're saying right now, she, yeah. she wouldn't have right. had it an eye. So did they react to any of this? <laughs> well, I mean, I just, I just said yeah. they did. Badly. Okay, so Badly. assassins coming from Amber Helm, according to this individual. Who was this man? Called himself Baka. Was the name? Forgetting? Mm-hmm. Strange fellow, probably, I don't know, information broker. Very ugly, we assume. Aye. Uh, otherworldly <laughs> sort of creature. Dark. Yes. And what reason did you have to trust a word this thing said? None other than he seemed to be an information broker. Like I said, nothing damning at that point. But again, more arrows pointing. Part of some sort of organized campaign to defame. He's just sort of like mumbling under his okay. breath. Mark says, to be honest, Uncle, it struck me as very strange the nature of his character and the things that he spoke of, but to be honest, who, what has stayed with me through this whole saga is who, who the hell are we? Drosten Green? Mark Pohammer? Where are the assassins after the first place? Ben Baldurk is, is of more repute than. Than any of us at this point, and uh, he frowns and nods. A little bit. Yeah. Well, well, well played. Well played. Well played. The, ball, the ball ducks ring out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not being totally fair, honestly. Mighty <laughs> hounds. But, but 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 still, uh, the the nature of us to, to track us down to Blassingdale, Blackendale is the the arsons uh, the arsons end of uh, of all of civilization. From from there, there's Nout, which is why Kandrundakar stood so long un, un, unfound. When a he character says, such as this would show up, it, it piqued my curiosity. You just tell me, when you arrive in this uh, uh, in this mining town, did you go straight to the inn and start speaking of all these matters as loudly as you did when you came to the hall? He says, could this figure not have been sitting two tables down, heard the name of your uh, of a family, and then came later saying that he had this great information, if only you would pay him? How much gold did you give this fellow? It's a fair question. But uncle, despite my drunken revelry and desire to recount my many great deeds, I know where the line is drawn and the family's on the other side of that line. Right. We, have, we haven't uttered a word of any of this to anyone outside the family other than our own companions. What were there to hear it or see it for themselves. Are you forgetting about Baca? Uh, we, we did tell You told the whole Drewston Exile story. We did, but I'm being very honest in saying that what right. he proposed happened didn't happen. We were uh, not starting on any of that word. I see what you're saying. So gotcha. um, I, I'm being tactical here. He says, he says, I'm not... Sp- <clears throat> he says, very well. I appreciate your tact. <laughs> he says, continue, this figure, f- Baca. Right, so he says, Adric's hired assassins, or Amberhelm is a hired assassins after us. What not? We set up an ambush of the locals there, right, to go and you know maybe fight them off or distract them, get them off her tail. Uh, travel to Kundrakar. So do you? I have to ask. Do you not tell him that you told Baka 
the whole Jerusalem exile story? That's what you paid him with. Yes. Oh. He said, Baron doesn't see a reason not to tell him, but I mean, I forget. Was Baron even conscious at that point? This was the this was the second meeting. I think everyone was there. Ooh. Second meeting, you were there. Stayed with Justin. Mock was there. Well, no, Justin was there. I was the one who told everything. Justin was the one who said it. Yeah, because after the resurrection. We've definitely Uh, talked about that as a group. And you talked about it a bunch as a group. Yeah, this definitely happened. I'm just trying to remember. Yeah. Baron was there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I mean, he, I think he tells that. Sure. Um, Looking the trade information, that's what he had to offer. Anyway. But, I mean, Trucin was, did not hesitate in sharing knowledge. Right, it was Tristan's story. It was Tristan's story, and he shared it. He did not see it as a price to pay, he saw it as an extra benefit. Yeah. To get the truth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, just it's shortly after he arrived at Krunjakar, yeah. that's when Adric's message came to Rika, telling her to, you know, go home. Uh, shortly before the assassins were to arrive, seemed auspicious timing on that iron. Um, further in Krunjakar, we then encounter the assassin Dax. Oh, they're bringing in Dax. Yeah, bringing in Dax, who then also says that. Do they know of Dax? No, it's the first time you mentioned him. No, first time I mean, mentioned he is. He is yeah. I hear he's famous. The world. Do they know about Some him? famous they know. assassin, Dax. I mean, if they do. Indeed, Dax? He says, Shadowstalker. <laughs> <laughs> I, the one. I hadn't heard of him before, but I guess you have. He says, in passing, there are some stories. I believe he is uh, somewhat well-known in his uh, in, in circles that speak of it. So he says, all sorts of figures come to the Temple of Moradin seeking, uh, seeking guidance and absolution. Anyway, he says again... Okay, now to clarify on this one, was it Amberhelm who hired that assassination, or was it Adric? Because uh, I don't remember. The hit. The hit that Dax said. Did he also specify oh, Amberhelm? It came out of the house... Amberhelm. Came out of House Amberhelm. To okay. Use Game of Thrones parlance. Yes. Okay. A family. Like, that, it was basically the like, only amount they've ever said. The Lannisters like, who ordered the case. Yeah, yeah. It was like, time, guys. because it comes from those coffers and, yeah, like, it, was yeah. sure it doesn't, it was there, sure there's, there's no claim of which individual would have done okay. it in most powerful organizations or, or families, yeah. you know. Microsoft hired the assassin. There's someone, yeah, it's more, that, that, <laughs> that was the Was thing. it Bill Gates or Microsoft? Yeah. No, they're definitely saying, you know, it's, it's Adric's sure, thing yeah. under Adric's responsibility, but that was the... Yes. Yeah. And again, he also includes that Dax said it was unusual, it was not a frequent flyer thing, right, but he did say that it came from the Amberhill thing. Um, so that, again, somehow tying into the assassins supposedly after us. He also mentions the message he had sent to the uh, the fellow in the village saying that yes, they had, had encountered assassins, so it sounded was like the assassins were just some made up thing. Um, next, the big one was he the. He said so many words, but. <laughs> yeah, he was like, words yeah, words. fucker! <laughs> <laughs> did you ever give him the second half of that painting? Uh, I think we did. Wait, you what left, one? left it somewhere? I you left it somewhere. Yeah. But no one has ever actually said they sent the message telling him where There's to find the second treasure somewhere. I think I said, I think I may have sent the message. No one explicitly that? said it. Yeah. I, I would it say really that. Just Justin, typical Justin charity. I would say that uh, <laughs> if we had buried treasure somewhere in the effort to pay them, Baron would eventually send that message somewhere in the course of traveling. That is fine. To there. Baron, it, it would, would have been done. It would be in Baron, Baron's character. Mom, we don't need more enemies on our, on I don't need, our shit list. 
<laughs> yeah, so the firefighters there. He's like, "You're the guys what never paid me that gold." <laughs> yeah, I'm level twenty now. I'm yeah, find you. exactly. I made it my last quest. Yeah, so training the Bust up the biggest gun of all. Yeah. So, um, all this up till this point had had me pretty what if and maybe, but the final one is this general. And uh, looks too. As we go in, what's a snapshot of like Baron's demeanor? Like, how are you addressing this? Are you what? Are you like stoic in this, or are you kind of like? Because Mock, I would say, is he's burdened by this. He's burdened by this unburdening, burdening, and kind of as the story goes on and on, maybe sinking a little lower in his chair. <laughs> you know, again, Mock's a, a negotiator, and this is a little bit outside that realm. This is kind of like this is politics and really just. Again, as you guys have heard a couple of times, this is working against the, the cultural family structure that he believes in and um, feels a part of. So he feels he's feeling a little bit lower as the conversation advances and the accusations get more and more grave. Yeah. He, hasn't, he hasn't talked a lot of this along the road, right? Like, it's been weeks that they've had this. It's not like this is a thing that he's hashing and rehashing with you guys at the camp. Like, he prefers yeah, you guys being, have argued about what to do next yeah. and how to do the thing. He prefers but, yeah. to talk about this as little as possible and has done so unless, like, really confronted with it. So now he's, like, in, in the thick of a, yeah. a, an enjoyable uh, But you have the journal, don't you? He does have the journal. Uh, and he says, uh, we found a journal of Durgedon uh, hidden behind a, a lock supposedly locked towards one of Adric's kin. Um, to be found one day or something like that. Uh, Mock, you have the journal. Mock pulls out copies of everything that Durgen wrote in his journal, and not the original. He says nothing about the original. He doesn't uh, bring it up. So he says, "Do you have the journal?" And so Mock produces copies. papers. Yeah, he produces copies, and he says, uh, "He says, Auntie Uncle, here is everything that was written by Adric's hand." By Durgen's hand. Right? Durgen's hand. Yeah. Um. And uh, they reach over the table, slide it over. It's a big table. Like if something gets slid in the middle of this table, it's really inconvenient. Yeah, there, there's a, it's like a giant lazy Susan we just like. There's a little curved, like long piece of wood thing that is like yeah. leaning against the wall that is frequently used to like fish things out. Craft like 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 yeah, it's a hockey stick. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it's there. It's it's nice. Well, you're it's well just like. It it's got like a symbols of Morden on it and stuff, yeah. and it's to get shit nice. from the middle of the table. It's classy. Um, classy. It's carved. Um, rich people. I mean, a big enough round table really makes more sense just to like cut a hole in the middle yeah. and like get an entryway. So like just walk in, like serve people, and then walk back out. And it does make more sense, and it's uh, often how it's done. It's just not in this room. Yep. <laughs> like whole tables here. There's a the whole table. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's carved out of one piece of wood. Is it a cross section of, of a huge tree? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Hey, the grain, the grain, it's like yeah. circular. From you don't, don't, don't spoil that. Yeah, it's too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. So the text is <coughs> journal. And, uh, <coughs> I mean, that's so something about pool of souls and necklaces and. It takes his time. Uh, uh, it takes his time reading it, and hands each page to uh, Marjorie as uh, as he reads it. You guys um, just get to sit there and watch them read. Yeah. They read there quietly, and you see his face sort of Watching old people read. Scrunching up. <laughs> what does he have to keep about? That's action. Nope, crush me! This morning. <laughs> my... It's not a beal. No, I don't need glasses, Marjorie! Uh, <laughs> more coffee. 
Um, <laughs> light more torches. It's dark in here. He mumbles and says, oh, I, I got the, the, the biggest moment. After like a good amount of time, like two or three minutes, he turns the page. <laughs> 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 right, so he uh, reads through it, hands it to Margin. And he says, These are reproductions. Oh, yeah, I'll go. He says, Do you have the original? I, I have the original, but I have, in addition to wanting to protect its its contents, have made some additions myself. Discoveries from Karundakar. He says you've written in the journal. He says no, no one. The back, the back of the the journal, I've made anecdotes, my own discoveries of the secrets of Durgedon. Drawings. He frowns and he says, and he says, he says, he says, kind of in a savvy way. He says, "I knew that adding my own crafting secrets would give me legal authority over the document." Uh, <laughs> he says, mm, "Nephew Mock." He says, "He says, perhaps I underestimated your savvy after all." Um, only, <clears throat> only when it comes to the crafting of of, uh, of things by hand. He says, "I." For that, your reputation does precede you. He says, I've read these words now. And you understand why I was, uh, came to bring it to your attention. Uh, and you see Marjorie just started back at the beginning. He's like reading through it again, like, and then a third time. There uh, are things that I don't understand. I don't know anything about what the Pool of Souls is. Um... Dread. But it seems, it from the timing dark. and from the words of the journal, this is dark and magic. from the words of the ghost of Arundel, who we also spoke, yes. who confirmed this. Do you tell him about Albeck? No. You let, you let <laughs> there it is. You told him about Dax. Very you honest. You did not tell the others about Dax, right? Uh, you left out... No, we did you not tell, didn't tell the others about Dax. He yeah. doesn't mention Albeck because told. he knows his father is... Very, Abek didn't really do anything significant. You left it out. That's all. That's all. I need, that's all we need to know. Dirt for the future campaign. <laughs> so like, so I, I do have a question about what we're covering. It sounds like you and I just sorry to interrupt, but um, uh, is this? Uh, or I'm not finished. Um, um, so we're uh, on a beer. So uh, I'll I get with with the but just but a splash. Yeah. Just a splash. I do more eventually. Um, he does not mention. Taita Kasiqua or Deepa Mascar. Ah, yes. The one thing I, I want to clarify is no, it no, sounds like sorry, a splash of the tequila. Ooh, of the tequila? Or, or no, of the whiskey. Sorry, of the um, whiskey. Is more so far it sounds like you've been covering yeah, mostly um, the stuff that you have the hard evidence of. Yes. Um, I didn't hear specific mention. Do you talk about the ghost of Arundel? He just said. Uh, he just okay, said. I, didn't yeah, no. I didn't hear that. It was I mean, the ghost of Arundel. He said it in passing just a second ago. Yeah. Also, he, he uh, had some of the most damning evidence, yeah. I feel like. But it was. It's unverifiable because it's a story from a ghost, so I wasn't yeah. sure right. if that was. Um, <laughs> Unreliable. Well, I know. Like, like, remind me, because I thought the ghost pretty much just confirmed everything we said in the journal. Uh. uh Yes, Was there more stuff that the ghost had said specifically? I think. Do you talk about the fact that Arundel switched out one gen? Well, hang on, wait. Let him answer his question. No, that's in the journal. Uh, it was my impression that we had a really? journal yeah, of yes. of Durgedon. Yeah. But did we have a journal of Arundel? Yeah. Uh, no. he, yes. 
Yes. We do. We have a history of Arundel, but, but it not, was not, generalized. It's generalized. It's, yeah. it's, right. So it, it's, that's the thing. It's generalized. That's the thing is that when we talked to Arundel, we got a ghost who was... He said a lot of things that gave more context for yeah, many yeah. of the things said in the journal. So that's, a lot of what you guys understand... <laughs> You understand sort of, because of the, you understand because of speaking to a room. Yeah. Okay. It, uh, it, context. We'd have to go back and listen to the episode, but I, I think in your memory, it's mostly just sort of it, it. It solidified a lot of the things that were kind of implied in the journal or strongly yeah. implied yeah. in the journal. Yeah. Arunda was basically being like, "Yeah, that happened, and it was this way." Like, like there was okay, this that's junk, right? Like Durian was like, "Man, Arunda's saying no, but you know." Adric's my homie, let's do this. And then there's this huge jump to, like, damn Adric, like, how yes. could he betray me? That's All these, like, conclusions, and I think Arundel was, like, that missing piece, like, like he came to us, he convinced us, we did this, I, I didn't want to do it, and, like, Adric was truly broken when he learned that specifically all the conclusions that are inferred were, in fact, and, and so just to, just to clarify, it sounds like you're not just giving evidence that we have firsthand like proof of you are talking about stuff that is yeah. effectively hearsay kind no of he'll talk about it and this okay. is what the spirit talked to that's, and that's confirmed. what I, mean, I, I guess maybe imagine. there should be some cred also earned Baron removed two curses and yeah. put the put to, to the rest a, a prominent yeah. oh. dwarf uh, the spirit of prominent dwarf bring that up he, he talked about character right? he talked yeah. about Arundel yeah. before he wasn't specifying all the things Arundel said Right. What I mean is, no, for right. that note, yeah, yeah, I would yeah, say yeah. Baron's not going to choose I'll, us I'll, I'm yeah. stepping the mama. But uh, also, like, I just no, want to say, about, in the world of D&D, and especially dwarves, like, getting information from a dwarf ghost is not like in modern day, where we'd be like, oh yeah, you talk to a ghost. Yeah. Like, we're in a fantasy world. You got information from the ghost of an ancient hero, like... That's legit, I feel like, in a fantasy world. Yeah. Legit as far as if you heard it, but yeah. unfortunately less verifiable. Yeah, less verifiable, but not something they'd be like, put right. him in the loony bin. Right. No, 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 Baron Mark will, well, again, as he continues to prop up their story, their credibility, at least with family, as he says, he, he says in it with a note of series, he says, his uncle, like, again, your son did great service to the dwarves that day when he re- when he removed the curse off the very armor that I bear and laid to rest the ghost of Arundo, the man who's crafting knowledge I am seeking with every ounce of, uh, of every free moment of thought that I had to to piece together what secrets he, he may have known. He says, we did, we did, Bairn did a great service that day. I... He says... It is unfortunate that these great deeds are overshadowed with these thoughts of uh, uh, of this other news that you bring to us. Truly, I. And so then you see how. You said they were great deeds. <laughs> <laughs> That's not gonna get there until later. Step when they're walking step out, step like, wait a minute. Yeah. Uh, so uh, you see how Adric, um, from our perspective, knowing what we know, Adric claiming to have discovered Kundrakar seems also a bit to feed into this. Hmm. To somehow discount our story. I gotta, I gotta interject and go. Please go for it. In, in, inferring here, like, are these compliments such that, like, man, this is the greatest day of my life, or is it like, I can't even believe that he's really complimenting me. What's the catch here? Uh, like, I need to know a little bit more of the relationship. This seems like Baron. Us. You're asking for a group therapy. Do it I, after the whole conversation because okay, yeah. there's a lot Let's, to unpack. We, we can talk. Perfect. We can talk. I just don't want to lose that thread. Yeah, okay, yeah. definitely. It'll it'll come up. 
Um, he says, I, he says, this is a heavy burden you have been carrying. It is. He says, son, nephew. He says, is this He says, have you spoken completely truthfully of everything you have told us today? He looks to each of you. Oh, I've told only the truth. Everything I've said is I, true, if you'd like to... I wish it weren't the case. Perform a ritual of truth? Yes, no, no. Uh, he almost seems, like, angry. He does seem angry. Um, he's, he's angry. angry. <laughs> he's angry. No, no, says... And uh, uh, he shakes his head and says, I just, he says, there is a part of me that wishes it could just be an easier explanation. Mark says, there. I wish there was too. We're we're coming to you looking for a way forward. As I said, we're we're not dwarves of legend or, 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 or folk of great power and influence. Part of me is terrified to know these dark truths over a man who has really shaped shaped my life, shaped all of our lives in such important ways. For many days, we didn't want to believe it. And believe me, some of our less charitable friends were, were it took the, the berating of some of our less charitable, charitable friends to even face some of these truths for I, I, I wished to deny it for as long as I could. But one after another, as the tale of Bairn has related, it's left us in this position of, of, uh, of resigned acknowledgement of, 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 of terrible deeds that must have transpired in some way or another. I, I didn't, I wasn't convinced until I found the journal, quite frankly. Talks of assassins from information broker or other assassins, or even Drustin's own words, seem strange and coincidental and unconvincing, but this journal and the fall of Karundakar, if it seems convincing, frankly. He says, it is all about that journal. I need to see the journal. Inside check. Why does he want to see the journal? Are you asking him as you do this? No, uh, it's not Brock's voice. I'm, I'm, I'm inside to see if I sense the motivations behind yep. his ass. Go, go for it. Roll your die. How would you roll a die if it matters or not? That's good. Because uh, Eric said he wants to. My roll yeah. wasn't. Watch uh, <laughs> it. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, seven. Ooh. Uh, I mean, Mock, Mock only sees a, a. For the latter large part of this conversation a, a consistent uh, a consistent sort of air coming off of uh, coming off of them which is you, you see a lot of shock and silence coming from Marjorie. Um, it's a it's a it's a safe political move when you're not sure what to say to stay silent until you do yeah and uh, safe ish um, and that seems to be what she's retreated into for the moment I thought you uh, said safe fish it did say like fish. safe fish yeah it's, a, it's, a, it's like a, a safe fish. It's a, it's a legal. It's a political. It's a safe fish. Term. No, like safe. Not a dangerous fish. Like yes. Yeah, you, you have escape yeah. fish. You have safe fish. Yeah, escape fish. Dwarven yeah. yeah. culture. Sorry. <laughs> for for Goliaths, it's yeah. very. You get the, the blame fish. It's all bears. Blame, blame fish. fish. Uh, Mark, no, it's like the safe bear. 
Um, now you get it. Magra guards him for a moment. And then sighs and stands up. He takes off his cloak. He removes his pauldrons, his van braces, his gloves. And then unstraps his breastplate and pulls it down to reveal the journal. journal. (laughs) The journal, which was inside the armor. Inside the armor. And he says, he says to uh, his uncle, he says, I'll be needing this back before I leave, and I'll place it where they'll have to kill me to take it. Don't turn, turn past the first blank page. <laughs> and he hands them the Tome of the Fire Lords. The Legend of the Fire And hands him the journal. He, uh, he takes it carefully, and, uh, and he holds it, and he uh, and he opens it, and um, you didn't reproduce all the beginning pages, right? Or did you? The whole, uh, the whole he reproduced. It was not very long. Remember, he left most of the pages blank. He had a copy of the entire writings of the Brigetti. entire writings, and his pages. specifically are at the very end, the last pages. He's writing back to front. When you say his, mocks so mocks own writings. Mox in the writings. <laughs> I get you. Writing back to front. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says, "I need to." He says, he says, I need to spend some time with this. You may stay here. Yes, of course. Um, I, I, he says, um, Baron, he says, fetch me my, uh, what do you call it? Vestments would be the clothing. Ceremonial shit. Like a power? Fetch me my ceremonial Kit or my like my my cleric vestments or my he's already wearing his vestments my high priest or whatever uh, I mean, like his paraphernalia yeah his paraphernalia uh what are you could get me my Altoids tin yeah I mean basically he knows uh it's it's the temple <laughs> I would right imagine, I would imagine for like a high priest of Morden it's all metal we're talking about like like arm yeah so what's the name for it I understand what yeah. it is but it's holy symbol. Or are you talking about like ritual implements? Yeah, ritual ritual I think was right. Vestments okay. seems right, like the right yeah. word. He says, no, vestments is between my ritual vestments. I think you can give me accessories fine, too. Fine, fine. Accessories is calling it ritual vestments. It's what he likes okay. to call. Sure. He's like, you uh, mean that I call them my vestments? Sure. It's <laughs> cool. Uh, Baron, he knows his temple well. And uh, not nice. far away is a closet with some, you know, ceremonial robes, uh, some candles, some incense. And a box of very, very nice rocks. Um. His favorite rocks. Hey, every door's bottom. <laughs> every every dwarf has a box of their when favorite Baron, rocks. When Baron walks out, he sees. <laughs> all... Hey, Bear Jaw will get there. <laughs> he sees teeth. Yeah. Raga. That's right. He sees. Oh, that's what Raga looks like. Sees Raga. Yeah, that is Raga. Mostly. Um, yeah, it's Raga. That's mostly Raga. Yeah, most well, of some of the descriptions have little see, additions. can't say below the description. Oh, okay. You just have to use your imagination. Yeah. I mean, if you don't see her body the or her legs, it's mostly yeah. Raga. Uh, yes. You see Raga <laughs> sitting out there in the temple fringe. in like a sitting area, and she's looking at, right at Baron. And Baron comes out. Oh, wait. Raga is there? Yes, that's why you're looking at Raga. Baron continues doing what he's doing. Your other words are raiment, garment, or habiliment. 
Well, no, because I'm not looking for not clothing. I'm looking for ritual shit. It's stuff. Trappings. It's the trappings. The ritual trappings. Trappings is what it is. In fact, if you look up synonyms of trappings, it might. I'm looking up synonyms of of uh, vestments. But that's because vestments is clothing. I know. I'm hoping to get there. Fine, I'll go. I'll go. That's the trappings. Ceremonial shit. Adornments. No, that's decoration. Trappings is giving me all. Adornments pretty good. That's the first. It's one. It's really good with trappings. You can say my ceremonial accoutrement. <laughs> accoutrement. I'm down with that. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. Oh, I'm here's case. a good synonym. Oh. My ceremonial things. <laughs> ah! Crack the case. My stuff. My stuff. Son, get me my stuff. Okay. Cool. You know. Ceremonial. And he returns <laughs> from the closet with the okay. ceremonial items. <laughs> Implements. Implements is not bad. That's what Kel said. Um, okay. The all right. Baron has returned with the stuff. I was thinking about cutting away. So uh, yeah, l- uh, you bring it over, and it is. It's like a, it's like a bracelet that he puts on. Uh, some like symbols of Moradin that he places very carefully. A lot of them uh, sort of. They, they blend in well with the ceremonial vestments. Mm-hmm. Like, they're meant to be worn with it, and when he wears it and puts them in place, it looks like they're almost a part of it. It's just, yeah, like, it just makes everything look beautifully grander. crafted. Yeah, it's, it's grander. It's what he would it's what he would wear if he were giving a, a, some sort of grand proclamation or if he were going to... Uh, to Overseeing to, a high holy day or something. A high holy day, speaking with the king in a, in a formal, official manner. Uh, things such as that. Does this also double as battle garments? Like, if you were to go to war, would he wear this? Not quite. Okay. It's it's more. I mean, a lot of the vestments or the the attachments and stuff are there. You can see a lot of similar. Uh, but it's not quite matching items right? with what Baron wears over his armor. But it's a little bit different, just because that's meant to be worn like over ceremonial robes as opposed to be worn over armor. Gotcha. So maybe like it smacks of things that would be worn in action, but it's yeah. not like yeah. Anyway, so he starts putting it all on, and he uh, uh, and he prepares some. Uh, he lights a little bit of incense and uh, uh, he takes a, a special cloth out of this kit, out of the things mm. and uh, he nice wipes rocks. the table like clear all the way around, like it already looked clean, but he uh, he wipes it all down, he's saying some words as he's doing this, and he places the journal very carefully in the center and he uh, uh, and he begins like just saying a prayer under his breath, you can't even hear him, in fact you can hear the words you can hear what, where you expect to be words, but it doesn't even come out as words. Whatever he is uttering is, it's got all the, it's got all the phonemes of Dwarvish, but it's, it's not making sense to you. It's a sound. It's a chant. It's a, it's a, a, a chant that he is beginning. And we will cut over to hours later as night has fallen uh, at the Bloody Sword. The bloody sword. At nighttime. At nighttime. Is even more raucous. The baby, Jeff. Does the baby crawl? Is it a crawling baby? No, baby it's like crying? four months old. Call it. Is it loud and annoying? It's laying there and it is now crying. <laughs> and it's a gorgeous baby. It's well. Well, I mean, so I guess we need to fill Eric for it. A man came up to Scrimcorn, said, "Please take my baby. I want my wife back." and said that Scrimcorn was in his village many months ago, probably more than four months ago, that his wife had asked 
asked the wishes for a baby or something like that. He wasn't very specific, uh, and that he was saying that she didn't yeah. know the price. She didn't know the price. We didn't know the price. Take my baby. I want he my wife. He got monkey fired. He got monkey fired. He got monkey fired. Like Oprah. And Scrimcoin spent the entire conversation with her hands up flat and fingers squeezed tight. Um, no baby laying receptacles. No, no <laughs> chance of a baby. <laughs> like, hug the wall. Making his top no, of his no, no, head no, no, as, no, no, no. as curved as, as possible, as conical as possible, not a flat spot on his body. And uh, but then a weird dragonfly landed on the baby and like left like muddy footprints as it walked around. And, and the footprints. And then Spinbarn was like, baby. "I'm gonna take your baby for a couple days, but you better stay here in the inn." He paid for for the guy to stay at the inn. And he so gave, the guy's not gonna gave him a goal. Gave the guy, Scrimcorn gave the guy a gold. Yeah. Uh, and so Scrimcorn's trying right. to figure out what Look, man, you had a hard day as a dad. Just go drink it off. <laughs> not worth it. And he's gonna, Scrimcorn's gonna figure out what the heck is going on with the baby because he was not gonna do it and then and then feel, felt like felt like the dragonfly was just he saw too, he too saw much of an fly. I mean, Scrimcorn, was it's winter. You, you see in the Scrimcorn north. see unusual things in nature and you hear him mumble and he'll even talk out, about, out loud trying to determine if something is an omen. Like, for people who watch omens and you drive by and they see, like, a crane, like a, an, a, a yeah, bird, heron. a classic, yeah, a heron, is like, like, they're like, oh, man, is that just a bird or is that an omen? And that's what Scrimcorn does. Like, think, he sees, like, an animal carcass and he's like, dude, are we about to die or is that just an animal Was the bird on one leg? Scrimcorn was like, it eating oh. a frog? Was it standing in a ring of mushrooms? You're like, fuck, I don't know. <laughs> is Scrimcorn a little mind fuck from hanging out with that druid at, like, the Goliath camp? Like, oh, there's a lot of No, right. he is not mind fucking. He is irritated by that druid. That okay. Just, right. but that... Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, I, I get what you're also, saying. Also, well, Bane. <laughs> oh my gosh, if we could only get, like, a Lego, Lego video game them. of Thursday nights. <laughs> All right. A Lego there so you can, uh, you can admire those, uh, but... Oh, so just now. lay down and die. Smile on my face. Well, the baby has been crying for an hour. Like it's sitting on the ground unless Oil Vein or Bearjaw has picked it up. Bearjaw is picking up the baby. Oh Bearjaw God. holding the baby. Oh, yeah. I mean... Her hands are huge, so this is not difficult. Right. She could palm it. She could palm this baby if she had to. <laughs> she could shop put that baby across the village. I mean, right. no question. Well, yeah, yeah. So when Bearjaw, uh, when Bearjaw picks up the baby, it uh, it quiets down. Oh, good, good, good. Are you sure I will just hold this all night? night. It had been sleeping for a while. The mask. Yeah, he's fucking sick. Like, woke up. No, uh, no, she was wearing a mask unless she's like walking around outside. Hands a good berry to Bearjaw and says, "See if you can get it to eat that." Listen, I'm not going to give the baby a good berry. Those are our good berries. It'll nourish it for a day, or whatever a day that? is like That's for a awesome. baby. I don't know if it, they experience time. Don't didn't you have them buy things for the baby? <laughs> to yeah, where, to, to eat? Where is where's the milk bladder? He, where goes, is he the, goes out to the uh, to the 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 innkeep, the 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 front desk, um, concierge, and says, <laughs> innkeep. Says, what? Where's that runner with my baby supplies? Oh yeah, he he'd come back. This is sorry. This is hours it's later. Okay. So got, you, uh, so like, let me set the scene better in the room. Bearjaw having the baby having just woken up. Bearjaw picked it up and then it uh, it quieted down and it's just sort of looking at Bearjaw. And uh, so sound the babies make. You got two rags. You got uh, like and yeah, milk. there's a pile in a you know in a, in a plastic bag. Um, it's just a, 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 a pile of <laughs> um, a pile of shit in here. 
like black cloths and uh, uh, I don't know what uh, a you don't a know three day supply of baby stuff in medieval times looks like because it ain't huggies. Sure no, not. I need just do cloth. Uh, or, or a lot of cloths. A lot of cloths. Like um, honestly, babies. A bunch of food. Uh, a bunch of food. Like there's just a bunch of like uh, uh, like water. Something like that. Yeah. Stuff. Like, this uh, is like, also you asked a random guy right. to know what a baby needs for three days. <laughs> like oatmeal mash, like milk, a ton, like too much milk on like a little bit of like gray. Like some gruel. Like some gruel. Definitely black root. Oh yeah, no there's gruel. There's gruel. There's some black root. There's some. I feel like there's uh, old adage or something. Yeah. And this and there's uh, lots of cloths and like that's mostly it. And Ferja is holding the baby. Which, and there's a little doll. A little makes, doll. Nice. Like made out of straw. Like the little. Ferja the doll being like this will clearly comfort. Bound with bound with straw. Little little like. Just use the tool for baby. It is already yeah. comforted. In my strong uh, yeah. arms, it respects um, strength. So, is it getting? It's uh, a good baby. Is it getting dark? It's already dark. The cry right. is so loud. It is more clearly satisfied. It, it <laughs> slept for a few hours after <laughs> you took it over. Excellent. Um, that's cries out for that's battle. Best case scenario. Yeah. Um, I think I love this baby. Uh, <laughs> uh, Scrimcorn looks. Is is uh, is Oilvane in the room as well? Oilvane's still there. Um, he's uh, so he looks to his. Uh, his two companions in, so small and in, the, <laughs> in the misfit uh, sub-squad of the main squad. Um, but, uh, message? Just need to make sure Eric's seen my message. I yeah. something for um, Thank you. He's so got he, it. So he's talking to, um, to to the non-dwarves. Like, this is, you know, this is the, the, heroes, squad. the heroes of the story. Um, and, uh, and... Don't worry, Jeff. And says... Uh, all, is, all is well. I need to go out. I need to go out into the uh, a bit off the trail and uh, and bring the baby. Will you two uh, bring the baby you, off the trail? Are you up for a night hike? Okay. Night hike. That's yeah, beautiful. Uh, I can see pretty well now. And uh, that, that cloak. does not bother me so much. Oh, exactly. That cloak will keep you warm. That'll yeah, great. no worries. Though. I mean, we'll watch it back. I mean, if you're gonna do your, your you're gonna talk to your. And, uh, and he, he nods, he nods. He doesn't even, like, try to clarify exactly. Yeah. And he says... I think Oilman kind of hesitates to, like, specify. <laughs> He's like, like no are, you gonna talk, are you going to talk to, you know... It's clearly the word is not known. Scrimcorn nods. And Scrimcorn nods because he knows exactly <laughs> what he's saying. And he says, I need to speak to the witches. Mm. All right. Um, uh, I'll go with you. I'll keep the baby with me, but uh, <clears throat> maybe, uh, maybe keep an eye on me if... Uh, We'll strike on. you down and, t- and you go rogue. <laughs> oh, maybe just try to shake me. Give me a slap or I two. I can definitely shake if people. If it comes to that, I'm maybe quite good at shaking. Check with oil vein first. But I hear babies. It's like it's not right. I need to keep the baby with me. And you see, he has uh, emptied out one I'm of his like larger bag. leather pouches. He's clearly like emptied out what used to be like a bunch of like soft soil and like mealworms that were in it um just onto the bed that was set aside for scrum corn so that's just there's just a pile of dirt and worms and kind of grubs that are now crawling over a bag of beds but he has now an empty bag okay um and uh and he says okay you, you, you make to take the baby, baby. no 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 he's no. Oh, no, 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 no. He says, he says, no she'll she'll make you a, a baby bjorn Okay. Before she gives you a baby to put in a bag, he <laughs> says, "Any remaining grubs will protect it." Uh huh. And she takes the bag and then fashions a very rudimentary 
Bjorn. So now yeah, it's it's yeah. bundled up right right okay. next to your heart. Okay. Where one would be if you had one. Superfine's like, what? My my mealworm pouch was perfect for this. Heard um, banging around my hip right <laughs> here after smelling. Exactly. Yeah. It's gonna hit the back of my knee every step. Look, now um, you can fight and breastfeed. Um, and he says, "Goody." Uh, and uh, and takes that and uh, heads out. Basically, has already set aside his uh, his his more potent incense and some mushrooms and stuff, and is gonna head out. Portables. Basically, outside of the town, doesn't need to go that far. Even just like a half a mile or something like that. Uh, but on in, his way out, by the way, he passes Drewson, who has not been back oh, yet. Yeah. Not yet. Someone has brought out a table, and uh, there's a fire that Drewson makes the heat from grow from his new control flame spell. Um, in order to keep the area warm, the snow has melted and kept a circle around this fire. And now he has brought out on the table various uh, artifacts, drawings, rubbings, maps, uh, sketches from Krunjakar. He's doing it again. And he's just answering no, this questions. This is the first guy you guys have seen. <laughs> first you guys have seen yeah, this. true. Since you've been with the baby oh, no, all no, 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 no. He's doing it again. He's making another museum. Oh, yes. It's <laughs> God damn it. Why this guy we, alone. Why do we alone? This Four hours of instantly. Making a monument to everyone else's glory. Uh, I will note from the beginning, uh, ideals, knowledge, each discovery unlocks secrets that deserve to be known by all. <laughs> yeah. Guys, all right, keep, going, keep going. Keep going. Okay, and I assume there's some dwarves. Oh, the crowd yeah. has grown, especially as heat has been brought out. Like, you're, yeah, you're yeah, yeah, generating yeah. heat. And uh, people Generate gather heat, around. Yeah, yeah. They're sitting. Uh, uh, the merchants oh, also bring some tea that's being passed around. And the merchants oh, uh, have started to capitalize. They're yeah. like oh, yeah, the the, the, the there's yeah. others that are coming out taking orders for food. And, yeah, uh, yeah. it's being brought out to them. A like, very tiny festival. The, the merchants all have big smiles on their faces. Like they're selling blankets, like uh, uh, like cloth, not cloth, oh, but like, like vendors uh, at a hot beverages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hot beverages are being brought out. Um, Peanuts. Those little light up swords. Yeah. So like grabbable things of like warm bread or meat. Sunglasses that cycle through every color. Yeah, he uh, unrolls like a scroll that shows his like charcoal sketch of Durgeddon's forge. And he says, On the fire before us, cold these many decades, or these many, yeah, centuries. Cold for over two Years. centuries. I mean, it is a number of decades. Yes. Uh, was the forge the legendary crafter again? And he shows it ever. Oh. Ooh, ah. And know that it has not stayed silent since we were there. It has roared to life, flame in its belly, and a hammer ringing down on its anvil to craft another item of legend. Says the forge lives yet. Just like, and the crowd is the, the crowd. crowd is like oh, gasping. And, actually, it's not not gasping. No, it's mostly yeah, just yeah. come to <laughs> little <laughs> bits of applause after each like new thing that yeah. he claims. And then he's just like leaving time to answer questions. questions. So the Back biggest forth between him and the audience. The yeah. most common question that comes up like immediately is, "Were you with the expedition, the first expedition?" They keep talking about the first expedition. Yeah, yeah. He says, "How does he answer that?" So anytime they say that, he's not gonna try to lie. He says, "I was with." An expedition of dwarves, two dwarves who found it as well, or yeah. who found it. Over the hours, many additional. Were you with the, the first expedition of the hall? I was not with Adric's expedition, nay. 
Always. They meant of Mithril Hall. Oh. Mithril Halls. But, but yeah. No, so, yeah, then he'll say, uh, I was in the I, first act. Adric Amberhelm's original. Nay, not Adric's. You say, you say you were with the first Yeah, act. we were with literally the first expedition. Well, so we that would be. The that's deceptive. Are you, are you attempting to deceive? No, no, no. So when they. they You've had plenty of times for them to ask questions and yeah, ask yeah, follow up yeah. questions that give truth to them. Yeah, he um, is saying, I was in the expedition. They, uh, they're talking about the weeks first ago. expedition sent out from Mithra Hall. Yeah, he just says, There's no, clearly what not, Tristan has managed yeah. to pick up by the questions. Because, of course, he wasn't well, there. Well, that's true. true. Was that's that, true. He was that Mithra Hall. Was that Mithril Hall clearly sent out an expeditionary force in response to Adric's proclamation, which Drusen has quickly learned about? Yeah. Um, and uh, and it was especially exciting for the Hall because they are the closest hold to Kunjakar. So yeah. they set out. So when they say yeah. the, ex- the the expedition of the Hall, they set out like within two days because yeah. they knew. That no one could beat them there as long as they don't like spend a week figuring out right. who's gonna be there. Yeah, so, he's gonna be short of magical means. He says which, that Neo is not part of the, the expedition Mithril Hall, but a true born son of Mithril Hall is there with me. Baron Balder, who many of you know, who has served many of you in your time, was there with me weeks ago before news spread of it. It's been hours now, and um, I more dwarves. Try to assassinate him, whether he gets it's the a grassroots movement, not. and you just try to priest that holy word. Exactly. <laughs> what does he but say about Adric specifically when he oh, mentioned? Yeah. Oh, were you there when Adric <laughs> discovered it? Were you part of Adric's force? Nah, I was not part of Adric's force. He says, "Were you then? You know, when did you go there? Did you be? Did you were you there before the? the did you hole? hear of it from Adric? Did you hear? Of yeah, it from says uh, I didn't hear it from Adric. Okay, so at this point, there's a there's there's a mixture in the crowd. There's like the murmuring people just excited to hear this story, and then there's actually uh, he's a pretender. He's making up stories. There's, there's more and more of those shouts going back. They're not, but not constantly. Not enough yeah. to form a mob against him to right. stop him. And, and Drusen's got more of a commanding presence and yeah. voice here, especially because he's magically assisted. So, But those <laughs> shouts are coming, and the crowd over the last couple of hours has grown, especially the dwarven population. Yeah. Um, more and more of the uh, of the, the, barbarians are like, the hosts oh, of the cool. hall have shown up, uh, presumably as a peacekeeping force, as a larger and larger congregation is formed here. Yeah. Um, but also, he's seeing more dwarves show up, like, and they're not coming from the houses; they're coming from yeah. the direction of Mithra Hall. Like, Uh-oh. I can see it. I mean, you have the host of the hall, oh, and yeah. through shift changes, people go in. It's like, hey, guess heard some whack jobs spouting up. It's like, well, that yeah, or someone hears the first couple words and they go, holy shit, someone's talking about Kunjigar, and they literally yeah, ran yeah, up yeah. there and gathered That's a bunch exciting. of people. This is the new thing. Like, people, people have come from the yeah. hall and are like so running he, down So he, when it comes up about Adric, he says, oh, can they speak to our uh, patriarch's perspective? I can only say what I saw and when I saw it. So you're telling them that you're a grandson of Adric? Oh. He's not hiding nothing, guys. He's not. And a he says that he's Drusen Green, formerly Drusen. Oh, he has not necessarily said his name, but if well, who asked, are you? It's asked. Yeah, he says, it's been hours. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So many who questions. are you? Yeah, no, he you? just says, uh, Lord, Lord. I am Drusen of Gontulgrim. That's <laughs> what he called. Uh, uh, <laughs> all right. And I um, assume, like, traveling dwarves sometimes take the name of where they're from, and often there's a story yeah. behind it, but it's weird to ask someone just in the middle of their presentation, like, 
Why aren't you saying your last name? No, no, no. no that, yeah. that doesn't come up. That doesn't yeah, come yeah, up. But it definitely increases kind of the People are asking lots of questions yeah, about when were you at Kunjikar? Who were you with? Blah, 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 because always that's try all to kind of reframe it still to like, who was I with? When did I get there? Yes, I arrived three weeks ago. And you won't believe what the gates looked like and like bring right. it back to Kunjikar. So the question really is like, focused. they're disjointed, but they still get thrown <laughs> in like after every little beat of story that he tells. Basically, so going through. when these people from Mithril Hall get back and are like, you guys won't believe what we saw there. They'll be like, we heard about that weeks ago. <laughs> so, that's <coughs> setting the scene for as Beartop, Scrimcorn, and Oilvane are passing by this part of town to get to the outside. You see Drewston lit a big crowd as he's telling green the story flames. in green flames. <laughs> Starting the, the dwarven door is there, and he's doing all this. So you guys are on your way to do something. Party, what do you do now? Scrimcorn is immediately concerned about this. He looks at Drewston. He looks at Oil Vane and Bear Jaw. Tristan having a great And he has he has Jeff in the baby of Bjorn <laughs> and looks exacerbated and says, I don't have time for this! I'm a father now. <laughs> <laughs> I have responsibilities. He says, I don't think he mentioned this. <laughs> he did uh, he oil And that is focusing on the barbs. It's downright hurtful. <laughs> I don't want to stay for that. <laughs> I don't want to stay for that. <laughs> it's alright. Is any? Are either of you staying? I need at least one of you with me. Yeah, the other one of them made it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. Just want to make sure. She, she didn't sense that anyone was about to brawl. Which I think Scrimcorn is out of this group. Scrimcorn is the only one that looks at that and that goes, that's trouble. Oilvane's like, why isn't he putting me in the story? I thought we were best friends. <laughs> well, hold on, like, Scrimcorn is by far the most reasonable of anyone in the party. He's got that high wisdom score. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're definitely not. He's the most reasonable, but he has incredible blind spots. No, but if, if Baron or Mock were there, you'd immediately be like, we gotta take like care of the trust. We definitely would Exactly. Scrimcorn sees this as a red flag, and this is, this is, his top priority is to deal with Drustin, but his top, top priority The was. best thing about this so right now is we are just living the party the cats away away it's now away. So when Baron and Mock were like, well, we should go up there and like get an audience to come back, Tristan was like, yeah, that's a great idea. Later, Mom and Dad. I don't need a babysitter. I'm fine. <laughs> Let's get I'm, I'm a grown ass man. I don't need anyone out. watching. Hey, Scrimcorn, I think there's a baby over there you gotta take care of. Scrimcorn's like, what? Yeah, he hired someone. Yeah, exactly. Yo, yeah, man, like, let this guy your baby. Man. Don't worry, he's pretty powerful. I'm good. Use friend. this trained dragonfly to freak him out. <laughs> it's Anga. It's Anga. All you gotta say is that he was in your village and something shitty happened. You can really make up anything. Shit, dragonfly in the mountains. I gotta go get high. Alright, alright, so you guys pass on. First time of fatherhood, I better get high with this baby. <laughs> so you guys pass on Drewston, pass by Drewston, and the growing crowd. Yeah, Drewston, and, and, and yeah, Scrimcorn acknowledges it, files it away, and it's just like, I gotta go, I gotta go, damn it, I gotta go. Take this This is gonna be no place for a child. This problems. This is no place, but the bog, yes, wow. If you get into a safe bog, something like Borman. Moist, it's really full of acorn. So he's gonna go ride, um, basically like hike, like just like a half mile down the road outside of uh, Settlestone, and then just cut off of the road. He's not in this situation. He's not looking for any kind of natural phenomena. Um, he's really just looking for a kind of a secluded area. 
Um, getting away from civilization. Just get away from civilization. Get away from the roads. There's less disturbances. And uh, kind of hopefully an area that's like not frequented, you know, small trails or hunted through or anything like that. He really just kind of wants um, exactly away from civilization. And um, is going to just pack down some of the snow and kind of make like an area to make like a small camp. Get like a little bit of fire together, um, not full, full like sleep, like sleep the night and like secure the area, but just make the area a little bit, um, a little bit more of a uh, just a nice, comfortable spot to get high. Yeah, just you want to be comfortable. Um, and finds a tree stump, uh, and uh, and then yeah, and then takes out his like you've seen him, you know, you guys and you guys recognize it like his little like uh, sensor kind of thing like that to heat over the to heat over the fire. And get some mushrooms out, and just like other little, little, um, little things, like maybe little, like wooden um, symbol kind of little effigy kind of little things like that, uh, that are just, uh, just, like just kind of witch. Ways. Starts hanging some stuff, you know, on the trees. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just kind of very. I mean, you, you guys know it. It look, it's very superstitious kind of thing like that. And and you guys have chatted with them that that it's not clear if every one of these things is required. It's more about like each of these things gets you a couple more witch credits, and you just need to get to a threshold. It's good that he so, does. Which like points? It. He doesn't oh. like it to a degree. Yeah. Oh yeah. This this is his like that this, one. That's for me. Yeah. And this is exactly. <laughs> I like this one. Um, they, they, they don't like that one. one. This, this one, one I like. Yeah. This is this one here. This is my wooden symbol. This one's angry. Like yeah. you can just tell. Um, and uh, and he kind of puts it all up because this is also like he's already getting irritated, even being in the like. The off main city, like off off city, like small town outside the city. He's already like, I'm gonna enjoy this at the very least, just to just kind of get back into to my train. He, he has a he has a channel. He can channel basically his more comforting area. Mm-hmm. Um, the witches raised him, right? Yes. Are his fetishes very specific to his own interactions with the witches? Like, this is his take on this witch based on his own interactions with them, or are they more classical? They are. They're definitely more classical. They aren't like figures like these are the witches that he's putting up. They're a lot more abstract. Is actually mm. what I would say. Mm. Is they're more like you look at them and he might be like, yeah, that's like the bugs. That figure, that's the weather. Mm. Like that one, that is just like the natural elements. That's just freezing to death mm. in the uh, in the you know frozen. And he definitely has some stuff that's like representing like. This is we are in an icy kind of area to kind of appeal to those natural forces kind of thing. Interesting. Um, yeah, definitely not um, like icons of the witches, I would say. Uh, and yeah, he's gonna. Um, he has more spiders. Uh, and uh, yeah, and uh, and he and he kind of um, is gonna, just gonna like cook that up, cook up some weird kind of powders and stuff like that. Get kind of smoke going. He has the baby with him. He's not like. He's definitely not trying to get the smoke into the baby's face, and he's not feeding the baby mushrooms. He is doing this, but it's important to him that he has the baby with him on his person. Mm-hmm. He needs um, to have a good contact, uh, with, but not high directly. Secondhand smoke. <laughs> that, is, that is not his goal here. I want that on record. But uh, right. it is with him, and he's and he's doing this. Um, and uh, and yeah, he's he he's his brother and very jolly. Can see him. He's not like. You know, hey, you know, do whatever. Like, he, yeah. he trust him. Thing. Can I just get a yes or no to that? Uh, is the baby high? No, no, no. Come on, let's just, no. just keep moving forward. That's that part's not important. Right now, let's do this story. And um, yeah, and, and attempts to drift off. I'll tell you his. how the baby acts. Right now, <laughs> can't hook me up. It's crying. Attempt, attempts to drift off to, into his. Oh uh, yes, no die. Place. That's what I meant. He wants a yes, no die. <laughs> No, no, it's enough. So <laughs> all right, so it's on. All right, it's on. It's on. Okay, sh- Sorry. 
Come on. Dancing. Sorry, Dan, we love you. A scrim coin. <laughs> what the hell? A coin takes in a big breath and opens his eyes immediately. Oh, God. Right in his face, the figure of a, uh, uh, a tall, bald witch. And she smiles, a sickly smile that's all black more... Teeth all black teeth and wider than it should be and she looks wide looks right at the baby in Scrimcorn's arms and she reaches for it Scrimcorn does not t- he goes back into <laughs> I am Was not the baby? Baby with this. Chronicle uh, no the baby's in a baby Bjorn oh, oh it's being held so him. she reaches forward and her hands move right through the baby and Scrimcorn feels a chill move through his body as her uh, as her hands sort of reach inside of him and then she pulls back and she says, yes, take the deal. Take the baby. Scrimcorn says, Scrimcorn immediately says, I am not sure I know how to care for it. He says, you are not to care for it. Put it in the snow, bury it up to its neck, and leave it. Whoa. <laughs> what the fuck? Baby should be happy. Scrimcorn pauses and... <clears throat> is certainly absorbing this information. And he says, is that... Is that all that's required of me with this child? He says, yes, I want the baby. Leave it in the snow. And you will retrieve it. Question mark. She, uh, like, straightens up a little bit and says... It is not your <coughs> station to question me, to question us. I mean, us. <laughs> he, he says, he says, of course. He says, I mean only to do my to do my task as best as you require it. He says, bury the baby, leave it. Never think of it again. He says, perhaps you will meet it again in your travels. <laughs> he says, consider it done. And she vanishes, and Scrimcorn finds himself standing where he was, with the fetishes around and Bear John and Oil Vane. You back? He kind of shakes his head. I think be a warrior. And, and kind of like takes a few breaths. <coughs> Has much time passed? Hmm. And, uh. No. Like. Perhaps not a good um, He's gone for a minute. Um. He like uh, took a breath in, and you, and and then, he, and it's it's over so quick. He he takes like the sensor that has the smoke kind of coming out of it, pours it in the snow, and like smothers it, puts his his all his accoutrement away, and um, and starts like packing up the fetishes and stuff like that. And he says, mm, "Well, that was <clears throat> that was quick," and uh, and uh. Find out what he's supposed to do with the baby. And he says, I'm gonna camp here for the night. You two, you two head back into town. <laughs> Are you sure? I mean, you just. Die. 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 I mean, you're just gonna stay out here. Darkest. But session. we brought none session. of these supplies for the I'll child. Without the baby tomorrow. He says, he says it'll, it'll survive on good berries. 
Um, and, uh, and he says, that, uh, that inn, that inn is no comfortable space for me. Anyway. Alright, I guess, I mean, if we have to go, are you sure? I mean... Roberto's <laughs> <I mean, laughs> <laughs> like, I do not think he can handle this on his own. Yeah, yeah I'm a bit worried, you know. You love... He says, he says, I'll be fine, I'll be fine, I can make a... I can use my, I can use my magics to, uh, to make a more hospitable... Uh, place and he starts uh, clearing the snow, like digging down the snow down to the uh, down to the ground level, <laughs> kind of thing. Um, to uh, you know, yeah. Make a snow so, so he can get well, yeah. So so he can get to the get to the uh, the earth layer. Um. So you're actively lying. This is this is this is a um, deception. I would not claim. I would, I would not claim otherwise. I would love to get give just an opportunity for her for her passive insight. Yeah, go for it. Take Roll the deception here. check, Scrimcorn. She's not suspicious, <laughs> but she's not suspicious. It's not an active role. It's she's not, not active scrutinizing role. his things, but it is against passive perception or passive insight. And Scrimcorn is not like because he's acting weird. Yeah, and he's weirder. not like. For example, I'm not grabbing the lucky cockroach. He's not like, he's, he's a, now it's time to lie to my friends. Yeah, like, no, I know. He's just kind of like, yeah. I mean, he I like probably that. is. He gets out of it, he squeezes lucky cockroach. You guys go back to town. <laughs> it's fine. You go on run home now, boys. <laughs> Everything is going to be just fine. Happy Scribble will handle this jab. Happy Scribble. Don't mind me when I dig this hole. Uh, <laughs> Make no mind of this time hitting the sand. You don't. You don't. You don't. Deception. That's pretty good. Straight eleven. That is. Well, I mean, I assume your insight's not negative, so. No, no, my my deception. It's your eleven. The result is eleven. Right. What's your passive? Eleven. No passive insights. So wait, wait. Is this the perception trying to overcome a deception, or is this a deception trying to overcome a passive perception? Well, he's actively trying to lie, and I'm passively. Because the that's what I I know, I know. But the 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 active part of (laughs) the Typically, no, but see, like, if you're right, are they trying to uncover what's going on? No, or is he the trying... active party in general is yeah. meet or beat. Yeah, but like your passive perception, if yeah. you meet the hidden wall, yeah. you yeah. see it. You see it. So in this case, the, but the passive insight. But the wall is passive. But if you're actively trying to deceive, uh, yeah. if you're actively someone, trying I think to you have to see. I think I think you I think tie goes to the active participant, which in this case yeah. would be Scrim. I would think so. Uh, Ultra, did you hear that oil being mm-hmm. is 13? 13 and... Oh, shit! Oh, <laughs> this, yeah. this conversation... Okay. Bear Jaw conversation has... Yo, we see Bear Jaw and Scrim Corn Hill. I can't tell you about Okay, so, Bear Jaw... Bear Jaw, you... You look at Scrim Corn, but you don't get you any sense weird. of anything out of the ordinary. Nothing weird there. Uh, oil vein, you definitely get only a slight... Only a slight... Sense sort of, of Sense of, of Scrim Corn... You know, this was this was different. It was a short vision, and now he's pushing you guys away. It's it's definitely um, his behavior is definitely suddenly you know weirder, sudden and, and a little bit uh, uh, out, out of what you expected. And you, know, you don't get the sense that he's telling you everything. But when does he? So play yeah. that as you will. Are, they, uh, are you? Is there something wrong? Did they tell? I mean, I know that sometimes after you do these vision things, you don't normally talk about it right away but are you sure everything's alright? Is it? Um, Scrimcorn pauses for a bit 
Um, he's clearly, uh, he, I mean, you can tell, he's not happy. He's not, but he's not, he doesn't usually come out of these, these vision quests like, oh boy, like I go to the lollipop factory. Um, uh, uh, not yet. Um, but, uh, yeah, he just, he just kind of looks like, uh, he has that kind of focused, he looks very focused, and you know that he's, he is like so laser focused on his task all the time. The, like when we're doing the stuff in Oakhurst, and he was saying that he thinks that the girl was supposed to die as like punishment for the the woman. Like he wasn't happy about that, but he was just like, you know, she, you know, she. I like assume, a dumb I, crab I, spilled milk. Right. I assumed had it coming, kind of thing like that. Like bad <laughs> things are happening around me, and I don't know the reason why. And so you can see, um, not to go into the group therapy of it, but the um, kind of resignation. Yeah, yeah. He looks kind of resigned that he's just. He just says, "That's fine, brother. I'll see you back in town. Go on, go on back." And he kind of insists that, like, um, he says, uh, "We'll uh, we'll we'll talk about it in the morning. I'll be back in the morning." All right. I mean, I guess we'll get going then. I'll see you. Uh, see you later. It'll it'll be fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> as I guess as we're walking away. Well, oil Vince is the bit. I've kind of got a bad feeling about this. I, I don't know what it is. I can't say, but I f- something feels off. Well, he is your brother. I mean, that's true. But I mean, off more off than usual. I, I don't know. <laughs> They're generally off. I, <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. It's a <laughs> Relatively speaking, with I don't, I don't know. I feel bad about leaving, but I guess we don't really. He he told us to go back. I mean, maybe we could just take our time coming back. Um, really you want a, you want to know what he is doing, don't you? I mean, I want to respect what he does. Like, he's got some weird stuff that he does. He, he's involved in, but you know, it'd be nice to know that if in case he needs something, he you could leave be, the dog. Well, the dog's not doing so great. I mean, <laughs> Wait, is that true? Is the dog not doing so great? What have you been doing with him? That's why he's not dog like this. <laughs> He's got I assumed cough. you did not know how to take care of a dog. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I like. So him. you don't know? Okay. I don't know. I don't know anything about taking care of dogs. I mean, we can hit back. Jack's milk. You, yeah, he likes Jack's milk, and he's got a little bit of a cough. <laughs> That's something. Uh, okay, okay. I tell you what I'll do. We won't use your dog. We need to find a small animal. Small animal. Hmm. A squirrel or hmm. fox or Vulture. something small, though something perhaps he would not. They will not get in the way of whatever thing he is doing. Hmm. All right. Does it have to be like a grand, a ground animal, or can it maybe fly or something? Sure, or? whatever we can catch. Oh, okay. And we shall attempt to catch an animal. Which I will then use beast sense on. Give me a simple uh, survival check. Hurrah! <laughs> survival check. Have you attempted to snare anything with the hammer of Moradin? <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> not too heavy, not too heavy. That's the board one. I have floated on contact. I have caught a, a squirrel. Six. You need what did you get? Barely skim oh. it. Just skim it. Just a little bit. A survival check. Seventeen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you caught something. Right, what'd you catch? Thank God. In the snow. Uh, in the snow. Snow rabbit. Rabbit. 
weasel. A snail. Rabbits, foxes, uh, wolverine. Oh, a tiny white fox. Tiny white fox. Badger. Tiny white fox. Oilvane got it. Tiny white fox. Okay, okay. (laughs) Tiny white fox. Okay, I'm gonna get out some meat and feed the fox fox. so it will like me. Pet, 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 feed, feed, feed. And I imagine animal handling might be important here. There's a massive skill. Oh, wait, there is! Holy shit. Like, it's a whole skill, right? It's a whole skill there. I feel like we used it zero times. Zero times! You look at the scope of that skill. I've handled an animal. They got rid of most of the, like, streetwise edge case skills. It's it's a domesticated thing, usually. Domesticated. Well, hey. Maybe I can't use it then. Eh, I mean, it certainly that, applies. It's literally animal handling. I'm it's handling an animal. I just want to make it willing. Fine, do no, do do the do or the, get it to be willing. Do the animal handling. You're trying to feed we'll it. Give it a try. You're trying to feed you know it the right part of scratch it. We're gonna find out. Yeah. She might end up mauled. That's good. Cool. Nah, she ends up mauled. <laughs> um, that's a four. It no, is that's so a angry. Four it's plus like scratching. Four is a eight. It is scratching at you. Um, but uh, hang on, hang on. I'm trying to figure out how to uh, uh, fail forward. Um, Lower duration. This is the situation, the classic situation where failure is uninteresting. Yeah. Uh, you can catch another animal. Okay, um, so we have a suggestion. Well, he's able to get the information he wants, but Supreme Court notices it. No. Ooh. Or yeah, the fox runs off directly towards where Supreme Court is. Like, no, not, not, I don't think quite that much, but uh, uh, it's going to yeah, do what she wants, but not the way she it's, wants. It's okay. No, it is. It is. You, you've got it. You've, you've. It's like taking the meat, and it's like it looks like it was scrawny, like starving. Like it's taking the meat out of necessity, but it's like it's like looking like really apprehensive. But like took a little thing. Like it wants more, but it's also like continuing to try to scratch at oil veins, oily arm. Terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, makes sense to hold them with a weird arm. Would I? <laughs> but it's also like tilting its head like it wants more meat. And like you think you've got its attention here, but it's not uh, going to be the most uh, useful. It's not going to be the most. That's fine. Cooperative animal. Is it working? Maybe. Hold on. <laughs> uh, so she's going to um, to attempt to get this beast sense thing going. What does that mean? No one here, including me, has ever seen this. Uh, it, or it, knew it. that you could. <laughs> yes, well. <coughs> Bear dog can talk to animals, as you know. Yes. Um, and to a lesser, or I guess greater degree now, um, has the ability to sort of, kind of how he does with Anga, uh, see through the eyes of the animal. It's pretty awesome. So. Pretty cool. Should be called Animal Spy. Animal spy. All right. So what does she what do? It says. Um, it's it's a uh, well, it's a it's a what does it say? Somatic only. That's speaking. No, that's somatic, somatic is, 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 is hands. Okay, so I'm yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, interesting. So it is. It's 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 touch. So it's a lot of that. It's it's kind of a no. <laughs> um. It's subtle, but it's in the way that the that the hand moves across the head, um, and that magic in that that bear jaw's eyes kind of go bear style, you know, when she goes ragey. Only this time, it's their fox eyes. Like they they actually trade kind of the the visual. So the fox has the 
like kind of the silvery gray eyes of a of a goliath and the goliath has the kind of foxish sort of dark dark whites and the the light color and then just kind of aims it because this thing's gonna bolt and but you can talk to it um that's a different spell but i can do that too i could ask it very nicely to please run in that direction but it's, certainly can. it can choose to, and that's another at will, so I can do that as well. Are you going to? Takes ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Are you going to? You got ten minutes. You got ten minutes. minutes. All right. Do I have ten minutes? I'm talking to. No. Oh, him. Sorry, um, I'm not in the hurry. Yet. Oh, it's okay. between you two. <laughs> you always come in between us. No. Um, Greg literally follows in between you guys. Yeah, and be like, <laughs> I will give you more meat now, and some even more meat later. If you go and watch the weird guy and the baby for a while. Fox says, I don't have object permanence. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> don't lie, Fox. Oh, Fox. Okay, I do. Fox. <laughs> Fucking winner, no time for this. <laughs> Good job, Fox. Don't be a little Fox, fox bitch. <laughs> don't be a little Fox bitch. And it eagerly, just greedily. <laughs> okay. And what are you telling it to do specifically? I said, go watch the weird man and the baby over there. Just watch him. Just watch him for a while. Okay. Just meat? For meat? And then and then more meat. For meat? More meat? Yes. More meat? More meat. First. Do you let it go? First just buy and then goodbye. Do you let it go? I yes. Goodbye. It <laughs> leaps out of oil vein's arms. Dashes across the snow around a bend. I assume you guys are out of sight. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're probably dashes across we the snow, be or else out of sight from us. you, and then ten seconds later, it's bounding back. Oh, you can Wait, see it. You know, I can see through your, oh, yeah. your eyes, right? Yeah. It, it, you see it approach. <laughs> it like sits down, like in full view. Looks. What's he doing? At oil vein and you mean the baby. Us? I'm sorry. Looks at Scrimcorn and the baby for like. One second, and then turns tail and comes on back. Okay. What does what do they see? For one second. This is only like this, this is fifteen minutes later. How how quick are you uh, on that burying? Scrimcorn is <laughs> no, that burying. Hey, yeah. Yeah. It's fifteen minutes later. Dan, what do they see? Um, it's fifteen minutes later. It takes a while. He is still digging. We're in the frozen north here. He is still digging down uh, to get to the ground level. He's digging. Oh, All right, you saw him oh, dig. Okay. And then the, the fox comes back and says, "Meat, meat." I looked at him. Okay, I give him a tiny piece of meat and say, the more you look, the more meat you get. He bolts on back. He'll never come back. He's, He's just going to start doing laps. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'll he still get flat. comes back like 30 seconds later. Again, he sits there like for one second. Which was way longer. Way longer than the first time in his mind. Yeah, What's your perception? Yeah, What's your perception? passive perception, Scrimcorn? Uh... You're like, why does this fox keep looking at me on the side of the snowbank? 16. <laughs> 16. With, with bear jaws eyes. So you're just going to keep doing that for a while? Yeah. All right, we're going to come. It's, it's effective. Mm. Are we going to come back to oh, this? This is a good idea. It will last <laughs> oh, like 10 minutes to talk and <laughs> an hour for the watching part. Okay. It's going to be done before that. So. Yeah. All right. It's going back and forth. On the third trip, Scrimcorn... Scrimcorn was noticing the fox. You see lots of animals. There are birds flying. There's ch- I'm a druid. Whatever. Animals love you me. You see animals. On the third time, <laughs> Scrimcorn notices that this fox is, like, bolting forward, looking at you and turning back. Um, <laughs> it's kind of weird, but it's also a fox. It's like this little... Whoop, whoop. Scrimcorn only... 
It only stands up to Scrimcorn because it's not like a ball of leeches or something. Or like or like a rat that like screams his name or something. Like that he'd be like, witches. The fox, he's like, this is weird behavior of foxes, but also Maybe it's planning to eat it the is baby. Not, it is not creepy enough. The baby. It looks adorable. Does Scrimcorn do anything with it, it over the course of the half hour? Okay, so Scrimcorn notices it bolting back and forth. It reminds me of like what Butters does when he's playing. He's just like fucking go yeah. back and forth between the two rooms, like not fucking the other. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Scrimcorn's like okay, it's like it's like okay. Um, what does Bearjaw see in these little glimpses every thirty seconds? Um. Or every more like two minutes. If he is concerned that the fox is going to eat the baby, there is some concern about that. Kill the fox. Zap. Oh. Uh, actually, yeah. For for that knowledge, um, does uh, that's a stupid question. Be like, would a fox eat a baby? Yeah. Yes, a fox would yeah, definitely would. eat a baby. But the fox would hundred percent. If it was left alone and it was hungry, a fox would eat the baby. And the baby was right. like pinned down and couldn't move. That was sitting there. Then like, scrimcorn free baby will, face. We'll leave something right. about the fox. Um. Uh. Before. At, after at the end. Baby. At the end of this. Yeah. Okay. So what does she see? So um. Uh, so she sees every like thirty seconds, like a quick like. Base, literally a montage of um, <laughs> of him digging down further and further to get to the ground level um, in the area where he had stamped down the snow, um, and then uh, once he's once he's gotten down to that, he uh, he hikes like like thirty feet out, like further away from the trail, further away from uh, Settlestone, and you see him. Uh, dig a, a little divot, a baby-sized oh, dip in the God. snow. Um, this fox is giving me some weird imagery here. And vertical or horizontal? Uh, vertical, 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 so it's going to be a right. Um okay. and, uh, and takes um, takes the baby Bjorn uh, material and takes the um, the mealworm bag and takes like some furs and stuff like that, like a lot of warm layers. Um, and gives it like a little hood kind of thing, Aww. and then deposits Aww. the baby in the baby-sized like divot, it like a seed, um, like it's gonna grow into a beautiful baby tree that bears baby fruit. Um, Is and baby crying at this time? I mean, yeah, uh, crying, you guys are yeah, 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 yeah. What's um, yes, no, it's crying. Okay, so but it, it, you know it's crying. It's a baby. Um, Trimcorn. Um, well, okay, Trimcorn. Uh, it stinks. It, sounds, it smells like it's pooped. It, it's shit his pants. It's shit his diaper. Good job, Dan. Scrimcorn. Oh, but you said Scrimcorn also knows nothing about babies. It's up to you. I mean, it smells, the baby the now smells me. like. Don't change me. <laughs> oh, dude, I'm really torn on that. We'll roll a yes no die again. Scrimcorn does not change. <laughs> um, All right, keep going. Shrimp corn uh, uh, force feeds it a good berry. Oh, God. Chews it up. Uh, like a dog. <laughs> like you just stroke the throat, right? It eventually goes that. down. Um, has nourishment. Shrimp corn, okay. And none of that. And it's like, okay. So that's starvation problem. Yeah. So, that's so one. we get through Maybe how much of that before. Yeah. And, um, and deposits <laughs> there. Uh, kind of puts the, gets the snow to be uh, buried to the neck. As per uh, instructions, um, it goes back to the patch of exposed dirt, and he still sees the fox coming back like every two minutes. Um, and uh, then after he's left the baby there and he's waiting on the dirt, um, he's going to uh, wait patiently. The the fox concerns him. The fox is very weird, but, <laughs> but 
he feels like does it stand out as super different from a fox that is like waiting for yes it's behaving very really weird, weird. I mean, look, okay. you would know like you said it does it does it is not yeah I'm I'm telling you well, it does it is not behaving like a fox yeah ordinarily behaves at all. Like, a witch fox would be one thing. He's wondering if it is acting like a normal fox. It isn't. So he is going to... Doesn't look like a hunting fox, but it also doesn't seem like a normal fox. Um, he is going to... Uh, after it leaves one time, he's going to get a uh, hiding spot and is going to wait for it to come back and then is going to... Uh, Zap it. Fine. Fine with it. <laughs> Roll an attack with advantage. <laughs> This poor fox. fox. Got rolled into our horrible. He's gonna miss. The fox is gonna get a critical. Your part is gonna be killed by a fox. Well, that's only four, but that's what eighteen plus. Uh, All right, so bear job. <laughs> You've seen only in little two minute apart, like little scenes, like Scrimcorn like finished clay, digging. A bad he went over somewhere else. He I was, was digging. I'm explaining. He was digging. You yeah. saw the baby. Like being depo- like being bundled up, deposited in the snow. Then the fox, uh, you were seeing through its eyes as it went around, and you could see the baby. The fox like looked at the baby through the eyes, and then looks around, and then suddenly you see just a flash of vine, and then the vision is gone. Um, Berja, if she could speak during that, she would have been narrating. Yeah, she, everything she I think saw. She can speak, unless so you can't what? speak during it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, it doesn't say that you can't. Yeah, then you can speak during it, of course. Um, you just see through the thing. Yeah, you just continue to. I mean, you're using your action basically to do it. So if you can still speak while you're yeah. doing that. No, you then... use your action to return to your normal senses. You're, it, it's just you have that for an hour. Okay, cool. Now I can now I can see through the eyes of a dead fox. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, I the know, vision, that's a joke. <laughs> that's a joke. the vision, like immediately snaps back to you in so... in a in a, a rush. It's not sort of zoom. It's yeah, not a no, pleasant no. way for it to end. No, no, no. You like hear the 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 death. Yeah, no, that that hurt. That hurt my head. Um. Okay, so he buried the baby in the snow. Is that normal? No, no. Is that something that he's your brother? I, I've no. You've known him longer than I have, technically. <laughs> no, that's not normal. I have not seen him bury a snow baby <laughs> plant. Right. Um, oh. How do you feel about this? <laughs> Bear job therapy. I mean, I don't think it's a good thing, but I don't know. Well, now we know. Sounds like see where the skull board. Fuck. It's yeah, awful. It's not like. Uh, he's, baby. Yeah, he's, he's friendly chaotic. baby. Neutral, so. He did not change the baby. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's a little, it's a little fucked up. <laughs> yeah. I wonder why he hid that. Alright, so what, is, what did Bear John Oilman do here? Let's keep playing that out. Did we just leave it? I, I mean. Hmm. You do not seem to have strong feelings one way or another about I it. I don't really. Well, I mean. <laughs> He's a waste of a good fox, that's what it is. That's true. <laughs> we all agree on that. So <laughs> <laughs> it's not a great fox, but a good one. You gave him some of the good meat. Yeah. Mm. It's okay. Yeah. Well, I mean... Well, I know that spell works. Oh, yeah, that's true. I guess we could ask Coil, I mean, ask uh, Scream about it later. Yes, and see if he lies. Yeah. 
Yes, this will be a good <laughs> test of his honesty. All right, we will do that. We're just being nosy. All right. We're just so embarrassed <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's <laughs> all that. No intention of stopping. No intention. Just how dare he tell us to leave? Honestly, we know what he did, and we'll ask him in the morning and see what he says. <laughs> Real housewives. Sit still. All right, so you bitch, you're mine. Bear job. <laughs> bring, bring it back in. We got 30 minutes left. I want to make sure we get through a little bit more content. So, bear jaw and oil vein. Return to town. <laughs> it's maybe an hour later uh, from when you guys originally left. Yeah, probably a little. Yeah, a full is, hour. Justin been lynched yet? That's Justin been lynched. No, he's not been lynched. Okay, um, that's good. Uh, yes. Once he got late, Juicin Green, uh, basically, Juicin tried to kind of exit the crowd. Eventually, saying, uh, uh, "Dwarves and uh, and." Uh, and Humans, uh, the the hour grows late. Uh, all this Ooh. knowledge and uh, and uh, all the uh, that I learned in Kundrakar will return tomorrow night. Um, but if you need me, I'm in the bloody sword. Oh God! Of course. Okay, so cutting and then back he to packs everything up and leaves. Cutting, cut, that's it. Cut it. Cut it there. Uh, Baron and Mock. Baron, after hmm, 30 minutes of watching him mutter and chant, we are long lived. <laughs> See, I finished the ritual 20 minutes ago. I was just meditating on, on what I figured out. Um, <clears throat> he says, does seem to be wait. Say one of your lines. Ah, I am Minerva Bok. I'm Baron Baldrick, cleric of Morden. I'm Baron Baldrick, cleric of Morden. Hunter, cleric of Morden. Oh, yes, that's why we brought you that bloody journal in the first place. Says I. He says, I believe that this is the journal of Dugan, the legendary craftsman of Kunjakar. And he very delicately, like, he doesn't slide it across the table. He like picks it up. He gets up and walks it over Ooh. to Mock and walks back. Says, Uncle, I'll leave the papers with you. In the worst case, that this journal falls into the wrong hands. Hmm. He says, "Let me think about that. Don't. I don't want it now." He says, "Son, father, son." He says, you find yourself in one of the most difficult positions that one could find themselves in. Aye. That's what we call a Kobayashi Maru. <laughs> what Kobayashi Maru? That's what we call a Titanicus. <laughs> Have you ever heard the name Titanicus? He does not say that. Um, this is Baron's scene. He says, uh, He says, we find ourselves in a situation where there's not a great path forward. There's a lead we have on more evidence, but I am loath to share where I'm going to pursue it, because, as I said, I don't... It's... Adric's spy network is quite wide, and uh, if you don't know where I'm going, then no one can find out from you. He says, wait, wait, and uh, 
Marjit also like perked up this thing. What? He says, are you saying there is more that you have not told me? Uh, there is a lead on more information about inf- what we found. Perhaps get more information. So we're going to go pursue it. If it's successful, I'll bring it back to you. And Mark cuts in saying, Uncle, a great reason why we came to Mithril Hall rather than pursuing that lead directly is to make sure that the information was entrusted to others should we not be successful in our journey. When we, were, when we learnt that assassins were set on our trail and that Amberhelm had sought to end our... to quash, quash any possibility of this information coming forward by taking our lives, we knew it was prudent to share with somebody so that the secret would not be lost if we were compromised. Just, and we have brought this to you out of trust that you might be those This people. is the best news you've mentioned all day. He says, what did you lead with that? Well, it wouldn't have made sense if he led with it. He says, he says, he says, this is good. This is good. He says, you should do this. You should leave. Oh, nods. He, says, he sent word to uh, Dane of... Uh, and Falderk. I and Falderk to come here and get information if you could I don't know. We're looking for allies who might be able to pursue the things on this end as we pursue it on ours. He says, Baron He says He says, I never did teach you the subtleties of uh uh of politics. He says, for I you for may have tried once, but it wasn't a quick study. He says, You never were. He says the sort of situation would be the final lesson that you would receive. He says, that's the type of situation we all hope we never find ourselves in for. He says, if we spread this information, and if we tell everybody about it, he says, he says, there's two ways it could go. He says, if it's true, he says, who knows what sort of war or play that Adric would have against it. He's clearly been a step ahead of you, or at least beside you this entire time. Aye. He says he will be expecting that move, and he will likely have a counterplay. That's if it's true. But if it's not true, and there is still a possibility that this is a big misunderstanding, he says, I have pondered. He says, I have meditated on this journal. And he says, and I see, I see possibilities. He says, these words are the suppositions of a man dead hundreds of years ago. He says, his assumptions about what Adric did could be incorrect. He says, the ghost Arundel could have just believed what his, uh, what his, his craftsman and partner said. He says, the, um, he says, everything else you found could have been coincidence. He says, but, he says, and for those reasons, it too is dangerous to to spread. spread this information, it would it would dishonor our house. We would uh, we would lose everything. He says, not just me, not just your mother, but but everybody, your children. Mark says it. Hey, hey Mark is sitting up straight in his chair. And he says, Uncle, it, it heartens me to to hear that there may yet be hope for for the family and for for Adric. If you truly believe so, not that a wise dwarf, but. But I would, I would hope for a better outcome than, than swift justice and great dishonor on our clan. He says, however, however, 
He says, uh, we, we do understand that spreading the tail far and wide has great risk, and the invitation to Falderk and Dane to not receive any other instructions other than to come to Mr. Hall when you can and receive some information, and Dane Frostbeard is a dwarf that I would trust with my life and has saved it more than once. So if you, if he arrives and you meet with him and deem him worthy to carry this secret, I would ask that you pass that along to further balance the odds. He says, I will ponder on the suggestion. Mother, what say you? I've laid some rather gross accusations against my grandfather, your father. Your thoughts? She's silent for a while. She's looking at the table, not at you. And she says, I... She says, I would like this not to be true. I would like you to go forward. I would like you to find more evidence and find the truth of this matter. If there is something you do on your end, there's talk of the amulets and something of the pool of souls as was said in the journal which you read perhaps there's something you can do to investigate the amulets that you have I mean one of the eight apparently is false uh, but perhaps yours is similar maybe there's something about it that you could glean information from <clears throat> Mock hangs his head a little low like really like legit embarrassed to ask but he says in a low voice auntie could give it to me. With that suggestion, she reaches up around her neck, she clasps it off, and she slides it across the table. He, like, bows his head a little further and, and, and takes it and he says, I'll have it back to you. I'll have it back to you. He says, when do you return, bring it back to me. She says, if it's true, if a clan died, to have this created and she shakes her head at this and she goes it does not make any sense says he says I wouldn't want it around my neck and when you prove Adric's innocence and uh, and you figure out the the real truth behind all of this he says you will return it to me he nods and stows it Um, I would I would like to see my children while I'm here, but other than that, I think we should be on our way quickly. He says, ah, uh, yes. He says, Raga was... Raga was quite clear... Wait, was it Raga that said yeah. don't yeah. leave? Wait, no, he said don't leave. He oh. said don't leave. <coughs> he said don't leave. But that's because I was <coughs> the game master and saying it. He because says, a claim. I told you not to leave. Uh, town, he says... If you try to leave early, Raga will have something to say about it. There is a legal... He says, there is a legal complication with all of this. The dwarves do have some ownership over this armor I wear. These are, even were I to be named, or even were we to be named discoverers of Karundarkar, there are things that are greater than any one dwarf. He says, yes, but, he says, 
the laws are clear in that uh, uh, in that regard. He says it would be your right to do with us uh, uh, as you see fit. Although, yes, dishonor and all the rest could come to your family should you choose to do something that goes against dwarf kind. He says, the courts, at least. And he says, the courts and the courts alone could side with you. He says, but, he says, that is not the situation we find yourself in. He says, your claim to Kundrakar is not guaranteed. He says, certainly, uh, Raga does not believe a word of it. Certainly. And we'll need whatever boons we may have upon us. He says, actually, it does not matter what Raga, what Raga thinks. Raga will communicate it to Adric. And again, we must consider the two possibilities. If it's true, if there is a dark secret to be had, he will insist that you must stay here. He says, if there is no secret to be had, he will still insist that we come to some sort of resolution about the contested claim to Kundrakar. He says, a great deal of his... Uh, Clout? Clout, in, in this manner, it relies upon him being the discoverer of Kunjikar, even if no dark dealings have been done in that place. This is still a delicate legal situation for him. Perhaps, Uncle, if we stay, defend our claim, win, but are not allowed to leave and pursue this story, we've, we've, we've won nothing and risked everything. But if we can leave and even lose our claim, but have the freedom to pursue what we must know, it matters not that we lose our claim, for we will be able to get to the bottom of what we must know. Margaret looks to Baron, and she, uh, and she says, we cannot. And he says, <clears throat> he says, I cannot give you guidance on the next steps that you will take. Big I side. understand. He says, as the High Priest of Morden of Mithril Hall, he says, I would ask that you stay here. I understand. And then he, uh, he gets up and he says, there's still the papers on the table. Uh, he's staring at the papers. And Mark says, what if I seal them? that you may deliver them to Dane or Falberg if you find them worthy. Says, Sealed yes. with my own. With he my says, own symbol of craft, of clan crafter. Seal them. Leave them for... Uh, he says... Mm, they're, they're too risky to go to anywhere else. He says, I, we cannot carry both copies. We, well, I have a second copy. He says, I will take them. It is too valuable a thing to lose. So he says, "Should the worst happen, he says, I will seal them in my uh, uh, in my high priest chambers." Mock quickly, you know, grabs an envelope, wax, pulls out a chisel which has been hidden up until this point, which is his symbol of Regis clan crafter, and there is a personal seal on the end of that chisel, which he stamps in wax, returns it to Uncle Berend. He takes it and tucks it into his vestments. Uh, I think that's the end of the business we had. He stands up. And he says, "Well then, I think we must all get some sleep. It's been a long day." I right. got the bloody sword in 
Settlestone with our companions. He smiles at Baron when you say this, and he says, I should have known. Uh, he says, is that where you'll be staying tonight? Uh, I. He says, Rago won't like it, but it ain't illegal. Fine then. And uh, he gets up, and he opens the door. And he says, all right, I'll see you tomorrow, and we will continue this story. He says, in the meantime, he looks to Mark and says, try not to get yourself into any trouble. And Baron, uh, he says, don't disappoint. He says, get some sleep. It's going to be another hard conversation tomorrow. To right. to he, he says this as the door, like, with the door open, he's Uncle, shouting it into the... Uncle Monty? And uh, as you get up, you see Raga looking at each of you, and she gets up when you guys are walking out. Raga? Yeah, Raga. Oh, she's like lurking outside the door? Yeah, she was there last yeah. time. Openly lurking. Oh. Yeah, she was there when he went out the I thought she was just lurker. passing. No, 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 no. She was sitting oh. at a table. She gets up, passes right by you. Uh, uh, each of you doesn't say anything and walks up to Berend, and Berend walks into his chambers with her. Sure. Not his chambers, in the, the meeting room. The same meeting room. The secret meeting room? Uh, Baron. Uh, I'd like to see my kids before we return to Settlestone. Uh, I'll accompany you. Me, uh, me young nieces and nephew are, uh, he says, are, are, are folk I haven't seen in, in a good year. Aye. Uh, so Baron heads home. Um, rather, he heads to his son Delt's home. Um, it's towards the evening right now. Probably it's even. sunset. It's like aligned with the time of them, basically. Yeah. It's been like an all day. You arrived at like midday. Yeah. Actually, you arrived kind of in the morning. You arrived at like noon. Yeah. And, uh, and it's been going all day till sunset. He it's goes- also winter in the north, so sunset's kind of early. Yeah. Um, he goes to his son's Dell's home. He doesn't go to his own home. Um, make it that way you will. Uh, and he finds his son recently returned home from the temple and surprised to see him. Um, it's a brief meeting. Baron, you know, there's hugs exchange and greetings and and talks of, you know, we'll get to, you know, see each other more tomorrow and, and uh, well, like that. And uh, it's brief. It's brief but heartfelt. And then he leaves. As they walk now deeper into the dwarf-only uh, kind of section of the city, where most of the dwarves who are of Mithril Hall live, uh, I can't help but regard some of the closed shops that are done for business. And he's just his gaze lingers a few times on the many crafts, and as he looks around, regarding just the many just fine examples of dwarven craftsmanship and just. The Beautiful metals and, and 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 quality gems that that adorn this whole place. Kind of sighs wistfully and he just he lingers for a moment there in the street, wishing wishing it was like the middle of the day and trading with a foot. And slowly finds uh, finds his way back to to Baron, though he may have been regarded by one or two people up late attending shops before he left. Hmm. Uh, and with that, we make our way back out to Settlestone. And uh, you arrive at the Bloody Sword. Is that really what it is? Yeah, what it, was name? <laughs> it was named by Barbarians. It's always like, so simple. Expect? I'm always thinking it's going to be something a little more clever. And it's like, yeah. no, no, it's just a bloody sword. Barbarian. Not a bloody dagger. Uh, no, not barbarian. a bloody scimitar. Tristan's no. uh, in the corner by the, the dripping sword. Big hearth fire. 
Um, and he's drinking and going over all his notes. Uh, so this is in the in just the to set the scene story. real quick. So in the bloody sword, in, in the public area. Yeah. You see Drewston? I mean, he said he was going to be there. Has anyone? Is anyone there with him? That's it. Except you see Drustin, uh, not Scrimcorn. What about Bear John Oilvane? You guys hanging out with Drewston? Um, we're back over. You bet. This is back on. This is after that. We've aligned on timeline now. Um, yeah, we're at least around. Yeah, around. All right. So you see the three of them. Scrimcorn's missing. Ale. Mark calls for a pitcher of ale. He says, "Oi." I'm telling you right now, cousin, that's not your last for the night. We've got some talking to do. And, uh, and you'll have no idea the kind of trap and, and nest of roaches we walked into today. And plops down. And Mark starts just laying, laying out on the story right. and laying on the everything. Uh, Baron. Uh, to Mock privately in a moment while we're walking back to Shuttle. Sony says, Mock, hey, we're leaving tonight. Mock says, uh, What do you mean? Tonight? It's a rash. I heard my father. Are you, are you sure? No, I heard my father. The very loud proclamation of, I oh, will continue these discussions tomorrow in front of Raga. No, we're leaving tonight. He says, But I thought you would. Learning the politics of your father. Ah, uh, I've been around the man long enough. I think I got the drift. He says, oh, "Very well, Baird. Probably, probably for the best. But you'll not deny me a cup or two of ale before we hit that ro- that long road." <laughs> Good dwarven ale. <laughs> he says, "You know yourself, and I know you." Don't drink too much that you can't travel, because we've got a long trek ahead of us tonight. Whatever I'm not drinking, you're helping me carry out the front gate. Fine. (laughs) But we're leaving tonight. Very well. Caravan. Ale carts. Exactly. Saddle up the mule team. And after that conversation, Mock plops down with a pitcher of ale. Exactly. (laughs) Greedily guarding With sour glances askance at his older cousin. So I assume Mock just lays out the whole story, like, quickly, quietly, probably. Yeah, yeah. I mean, with a little bit of color and, like, a lot of that and, like, the briefest flash of the amulet and puts it all out there. Yeah. Baron, privately. If I had been there, I would have. Bear job, Drustin, Oilbane. She needed it. And uh, he'll even send a message out to Scrimcorn magically, if necessary. If he's not there, says, we're leaving tonight. Well, do you ask, or you ask where Scrimcorn is? What yeah. did Bear John Oilbane say? They be buried the baby in the snow. He <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. What baby? It's a small one. Wait, he what? A There's small a what? A small human baby. He, I mean, yeah. uh, his name is Jeff. Who gave Jeff his name is Jeff. Oh, Jeff. the baby, but Jeff he barely. Who is the right man gave, gave that cretin a human child? Yeah, he put a very face. desperate man. Oh. He wrapped it up nicely. Yeah, it was okay. And no man could be that desperate. Uh, hearing this, Drewson <laughs> grabs his winter cloak. <laughs> And goes no, no, out no. the door. Mock catches him oh. physically with his 18 strength. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he says, grabs Drewston. Yeah, Colson. He says, He's doing something wrong up there. Ah, of course he is. He's scrimcorn. He doesn't give a rat's ass about that child. Sit the hell down and let's talk about it before you heading out off into the <laughs> wild and we're coming to catch you buried up to your neck in the snow. <laughs> <laughs> right next to the baby? <laughs> and, and he says, and he says, "What do you have in your mind, Drustin?" 
Oh, we're rescuing that poor little child. He seemed okay. It may seem like... I mean, he was crying a little. He's crying, but I mean... Babies do that. Yeah. That's I mean, normal sound for babies. Well, he, he said... Have you already sent him the message? Scrum the message? He was about to. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> so he, he looks to Baron, who was preparing. He's That's like, on the message. Maybe we ought to get Scrim that message and see if he's heading back this way. So that he can explain what the fuck is going on with that child. And so as to not send weed rustin out into the, like the, the, the the wilds to compete with druids on their own turf. Yeah. Uh, message to Scrimcorn. Scrimcorn! No, that's one word. Scrimcorn! Uh, Depends on how you Why know. are you burying a human baby? <laughs> <laughs> We're leaving tonight. Make ready for travel with all haste. <laughs> End of message. <laughs> cookie, cookie, Tell us cookie. when you return. Wait, what? What? Uh, when what? do you return? Like, we don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> he's coming back. When yeah. you return. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's get important to say back. Question mark? <laughs> That's actually free. Yeah. Punctuation is free. <laughs> free doesn't count. <laughs> you put a space after return. Come on, come on, come on, come on. It's all free. He said, um, make your way back with, with all haste. Yeah. Was the, was the, was the but question. he asked why. He asked why. Um, Maybe. So, uh. And also, why are you bearing a baby? <laughs> why are you bearing right. a baby? Uh, you hear back. That's private. Um. <laughs> Baron. Um. Um. <laughs> um, he'll use that. He'll use that. All right, keep going. Keep going. Um, <clears throat> he says, uh, "Same reason you and your cousins worship empty stone." <clears throat> Period. The witches. The witches commanded it. Um. Uh. I'll make my way back uh, a little bit as be. soon as I can. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. <coughs> does, what does Baron, does Baron say what he said? Uh, something new with the witches. Oh, come to buy and allow that to happen, can you, cousin? Oh, of course. That seems like not too hard of a thing. You know where you buried the baby, right? Yeah, yes, I do. lead us there. I mean, really? What? Oh, no, no, no. Why don't you go save the baby on your own? You know what it is. You're a big hearty lass. Just go to a stern thing that's buried in. It's not a problem. I mean, it seems like Isn't that the easiest thing to do here, right? It seems like a personal thing, really. I mean, I don't know. Is it... Is it I mean, killing... A human child in the snow. You didn't kill it, baby. You just burn it in snow. That's I mean, what happens that... when you baby a belly in uh, snow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> is not thinking around for this anymore. Uh, he <laughs> cast fly on himself. Does he know where to go? <laughs> uh, he's gonna figure it so, out. Uh, what, what does he do? What 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 does everyone here see? So what happens is he goes Anga. And Anga, as a hawk, still flies down and perches on him. And so that green glow from her goes into him, and these two spectral hawk's wings come from his back. And he attempts to get out of Mock's grasp by flying up into the air. Sounds like a grapple. Sounds like... 
Uh, now this scene, Bear Tossiusa says like good family communication happening here. They're having I'm, a good discussion. I'm gonna call this. I'm gonna call this. Uh, Mock is uh, Mock is is trying to grab Drewston, and so you're sort of already grabbing him, but then the, the conversation yeah, went on yeah, longer. Yeah, yeah. So call it an athletics or an acrobatics check, depending if you, your strength or or quickness. See if there's I, a mock lock. Yeah, athletics. I like. I'm inclined to give Drewston advantage on your your athletics, your most likely acrobatics defense yeah. here, um, because of the spell and the, and the surprise of it. Does he have any difficulty casting a spell while grappled? He's not grappled. Mock is not. Mock is not like yeah. pinning him. No. He just like he tried to get up. Mock was like uh uh-uh, uh and yeah. grabbed him. And so my thought was he's not even like gripping him tightly because Justin stopped. He wasn't trying to escape at the moment. And let's be very he's clear. at least got a hand Mock, free. He can Mock, perform under somatic bonus. I think this is a great okay. time to mention yeah. again. Mock has no idea the scope of Justin's powers. Yeah. He doesn't know what a wizard really is or does. He like Who knows does? he has tricks up his sleeve, but for that very yeah. reason, he kind of like has a little Let's, bit of healthy fear. Let's get those. Uh, let's get those rolls. Uh, 16. Oh, shit. 16 athletics. Two. Uh, eight. <laughs> <laughs> so, wings beat. Yep. Uh, so he's holding Dresden, he's like, he's like, cousin, why can't we have Bear John do it? Why do you have to do it personally? And I would imagine, uh, at this point, a little bit of a crowd. Yeah, the dwarf oh, yeah, is holding yeah, yeah. his cousin along. Spectra wings. I would think the conversation is very like even on like there's like no one's mad at each other. We're just having a conversation here. He's like, Drusen, does it have to be you to be rushing off into the night? Like, look at Berja, perfect, perfect, uh, perfect uh, agent for this sort of thing. Heading off into the into the wilderness, uh, all, all of our strength and girth, and no back alley trouble whatsoever. It says. Cousin, this is what we have to do. I'll follow Berja. I'm not saying she shouldn't go. She of course a lot. Why that. are we going? But look, she's not doing anything. More people are going into them, the inn. I told he says, all you. Yeah, haven't given her half a chance. He says, Berja, you going to not? Why do you want to go get the baby? Oh, see, cousin. I just want to. He says, Berja. He, he ha- we haven't even talked to Scrimcorn. Perhaps he has very good reason. Maybe he's got a good reason, cousin. You hear right near you. <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh, God. Albert, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Hello. You see a man with flushed skin and oh. wavy hair down to his shoulders. And you say, are you talking about a baby? Yes, I was talking about a baby. What does it matter to you? Corn. This is a family matter. He no, says, he's, he's please don't guy. stop him. Let him do what he needs to do. See, I told you so. He says, what the fuck does it matter to you? It's the man who sold the baby. <laughs> he says, you're speaking about my baby. Yes. But to the, to the... Well, it's not your baby anymore. You did sell it. To the servant of the witches. I did not sell my baby. He gave you... It looked like you You gave him... And he gave says, I gave him my baby to reverse the curse. If he is doing something with it, he is doing it to reverse the curse. Now stop speaking of it. He's trying to get back his monk wife. And he's like a little bit wavy, and you see he's got like um, 
like a cup in his hand is like spilling some ale. He's a commoner who's quaffed a gold's worth of ale. <laughs> <laughs> he does not have any sort of constitution for that sort of business. Moxless. Their ways says, cannot be understood. Let him do what he must do. And he a, falls a, to the ground. Dristan. And drinks more. Who is the, the, driving the situation? Yeah. Dristan says, Mock, I've worked with Scrimclon before. Uh, I'll, I'll trust the man in the wild, but I don't trust his morals. He's he's not a good person. What what are the what, what are the father? <laughs> uh, who cares? We know many bad fathers. Would you trust Ted? Is a Ted? very bad father. <laughs> is this? Hey, I, I imagine It's for my wife. It's for my wife. He looks the oil man. He's like, he says, if he does this, my wife will get her life back. Oh, find a new wife, you. Well, it's not for me, it's for her! Uh, he says, I don't care about your wife. Your wife is not buried. Says, Muck, let She's me buried in her own despair. One or the other. Uh, Muck just basically says, Do we think the baby's even alive anymore? How long has it been buried in the snow? I Ooh, it's been like know. an hour and a half. It's been like an hour and a half. Uh, he but he was very bundled. Uh, but he says, and he says Berja, yes. can I ask you a favor of going with me cousin to check on the health of the child? Okay, I will do this. And he says, Trusten, will you stay with Berja? Of course. I've got drinking to do. <laughs> he, lets oh. him, he lets him go and plops down in, 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 the, uh, in the seat. It's been, it's been a long day. Not too much, though, eh? We will leave. I, I hear tale we will leave soon. He's like, well, okay, okay. Uh, Baron. Very large. Justin's arm, and says, oh. ah, 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 "Stop doing this to me." Take all your kit with you. What? Take all your kit with you. Virgil's got most of it. I've got most of it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's true. It's true. <laughs> and saying, job, take all your kit with you." It's on me right well, now. Well, gonna go with them too, because he doesn't. Cool. Want, he doesn't want to. Sit, it's like he's looking at mock drinking, and he's like. This looks I want to be here. <laughs> I'd rather deal with the moral conundrum of a dead baby, burning uh, a baby <laughs> than hang out with this guy while he drinks because he's not a fun drug. <laughs> Angry drug, man. Angry fucking drug. And with that, Mock and Baron are left alone once again. I was like, it's time <laughs> And we'll continue next week. Yeah. <laughs> Chihuahua. Uh, oh, he has the answer. His yeah. rain has ended. Yeah. Yeah. His rain has ended. Cheers. Wow. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, yeah. I'm sure you guys did it before. We, we did. We cheers. Well, we we, cheers to the we dregs. cheers to the house. We cheers the dregs. But you, you not, delivered. You I, fucking delivered. I, I, so I, I'm not looking yeah. for extra accolades. But I, I wasn't able yeah. to participate myself, so I wanted to add that on. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Uh, okay. <laughs> I think I need two more past the feet. I did not.